millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code gold to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Friday Night Livestream. Joining me in the studio tonight for the very first time, pleased to welcome David Baumblatt. He is an author, he's a soldier, he's a former FBI agent. And he's got a dire message about the state of the nation. Something that I think you guys are really going to resonate with. David left the FBI, and funnily enough, the government decided to turn him into a target. He's done nothing wrong. He's broken no laws. However, this is the state of the nation at this moment. David's book, Patriot Betrayed, is available in the link in the description of this video. He joins us now from outside the United States. We've got him for a full two hours. And if you wouldn't mind, please hit the like button. If you also wouldn't mind, uh, perhaps share the show on your favorite social media platform. I would sincerely appreciate it. You can also get to David's full website from the link in the description of this video. So, without further ado, please sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. Hey there to all you Red Pill 78 viewers who are also adventurers and everyday explorers. 
Have you been on the lookout for a backpack that seamlessly combines functionality, affordability, and durability? Well, you can look no further. Introducing the Kanozen Arctos 45L Outdoor Rucksack Backpack, available at Kanozen.com. Whether you're gearing up for a hike in the wilderness, prepping an emergency bug-out bag, or you just need a reliable everyday carry, the Arctos 45L has got you covered, and here's why. It's designed for ultimate reliability and versatility. This isn't just any old backpack. It's designed for patriots who demand the best. Use it for your daily commute, as a specialized go-bag, or even as a trusty companion during emergencies. It's also ultra-durable and lightweight. It's crafted with 900D nylon. It's built to withstand the harshest conditions while ensuring it doesn't weigh you down. Plus, this baby is water-resistant. Come rain or shine, the Arctos 45L stays dry, so your powder can, too. It's also laptop-friendly. Got tech? Well, that's not a problem because it comfortably fits a 17-inch laptop, making it perfect for digital nomads and students alike. Plus, it'll help you stay hydrated with a dedicated hydration packet and a super convenient pass-through port. You're going to stay 70% water. Truly, this pack is the best of both worlds, where comfort meets functionality. Adjustable, cushioned back and shoulder straps keep you balanced, even with five large gear components jammed to the brim. Stay snug and secure with a waist sternum and compression straps that guarantee no sloppy, bouncy bag bumps. And it's got self-healing zippers. Have you ever had a zipper break on your bag? It's done. Well, not with the Arctos 45L. And for those of you who love to customize, the Arctos 45L even has a hook and loop system for morale and unit patches. So why wait? Get your Kenosin Arctos 45L outdoor rucksack backpack right now at Kenosin.com. The link is in the description below. That's K-E-N-O-Z-E-N dot com. Plus, the cool thing is these guys are viewers of the program. So I want to thank them for sponsoring today's video. And remember that when you support my sponsors, you also support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. And if you wouldn't mind, please welcome my guest, David Baumblatt, author, soldier, spy. David, how are you tonight? Thanks a lot, Zach. I'm doing good. And hello to all your audience. Well, thank you very much for being here. Uh, I learned about your situation actually through your, your Rumble and your YouTube channel. You've got quite a story. Um, your book is titled Patriots Betrayed, A Soldier, Scholar, Spies Warning About America's Leadership Crisis. Uh, I have uh, taken a look through it. I've, I've watched a number of your videos, and I have to say, uh, I, I think you're, you're right on about the state of the nation and uh, how that all plays into global machinations. Let's begin. Tell us a little bit about your history. Uh, I mean, you've served your country in a number of different ways. How did uh, you decide to do that? Sure. So my family immigrated to America back in the 1850s. I come from a family of military veterans who served from the Civil War on, you know, on Vietnam, World War One, Two. So my whole family was into the military, also police and fire. So my big step was, so first I was born and raised in New York, and I graduated the United States Military Academy West Point, and that was the impetus for me to start serving in the military, serve my country, and again, I come from a family you could say was Republican leaning, conservative leaning, support military, support police and whatnot. 
And again, as we as we're going to go through this story, there's been an evolution on what I've been uh, how I've changed my mind in terms of the American government or whatnot. But going into the military, like you said, it's been in my family history. It's been in my blood. And like I said, graduating West Point, which is also part of the story, of the FBI's corruption, which should be a huge flag to people. But if you ask me what my biggest accomplishment was, and it's always been that it's not the FBI, it's graduating West Point. <laughs> West Point, I don't think people realize it, but West Point goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. President George Washington coined West Point the key to the continent. He knew that if we lost West Point, we'll lose the war against the British. West Point is the oldest active military base in America. It's about as as small American as can be. And yes, it's crumbling. It's deteriorating. Thanks to liberalism, globalism, feminism, you you name it. Today's West Point is not what it was. But anyway, to, to anyone who's wondering about the decline of America, West Point is a good litmus test. If West Point starts declining, that is the centerpiece of our military leadership. And so if that declines, everything's declining. But I'd probably have to go to maybe General Schwarzkopf to find a, a decent general. I think all these other generals suck, incompetent, corrupt, and immoral. So uh, I'm sure you saw a couple of years ago, I mean, I, th- I was shocked to see this, but there was a West Point graduate who had some message about communism inside Doesn't of his... Surprise me. Yeah, and, uh, and it was widely publicized. Nothing happened to him. Uh, I mean, he was allowed to go into the military, and uh, now we've got somebody on track to be a commissioned officer... Uh, who's an open communist. It's pretty messed up. Yeah, I, actually, I go into history books. I'm the 12th person in the history of America to earn my commission both from West Point and what's called Army ROTC. Again, graduating West Point meant a lot to me, yeah. but we're not producing general patents. If you think general patents are coming out of West Point, every you, you have to understand, and this is the American people, that many times I don't want to focus on being an FBI whistleblower. I graduated West Point. It's about leadership, and leadership, you're looking at the big picture. Mm-hmm. But let's use common sense. If liberalism, feminism, communism is spreading throughout all of America and all these institutions, FBI, CIA, West Point, our politicians, where do you think they recruit these people from? You know, not planet Mars, not planet Venus. So if the level of men, which is weakness, you know, today's American men are weak, they're liberal, they're communist, they're feminist. Where do you think West Point, the Naval Academy, you know, FBI, where do you think they're recruiting from? (laughs) All the same people. So as... American men decline, you could say, which I think is the number one reason. The number one reason is the decline of American men. You cannot have strong men and a, and a strong uh, and a strong country. I mean, you you can't have weak men and a strong country. Right. So that right. really that really comes to the to the major issue is as American men become weak with all this ideology. Then how can you get a strong West Point or strong America? It, it's never going to work. No, they're they're in opposition to each other. That's for sure. So after graduating West Point, you went into the army. Yeah. So in two, so I graduated West Point in 1999. Graduating West Point, you have what's called a five year military commitment. I was commissioned as a U.S. Army officer. I was stationed overseas. So during 9/11, I was active duty at that time, and then I completed my five year commitment. So I and this is also different with me and other FBI whistleblowers. I entered the FBI in 2004 to 2007. You got to go back to that time period, the war on terror. We can explain it. But my time in the FBI, the war on terror, the Patriot, and it's just like the COVID virus or the Trump derangement system. Back then, Patriot Act, David, man, we're at war. We're at terror, man. It was a a different feeling back then of... 
the patriarch is good, you know, terrorism is, is, you know, so that was my time in the FBI was that war on terror period. So during your time at the FBI, what was it that made you sour on that as a career choice? Sure, sure. I would say, so again, it's rare. The FBI has a 99% plus retention rate. It Mm -hmm. is rare to find anyone to leave the FBI. Generally speaking, there's a leadership phrase, and that is you don't leave organizations, you leave people. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, it's the people. It's, it's people of the country, and I can tell you why I left America. It's the people, I'll tell you. The people change. So, first of all, I just was not impressed with the people in the FBI. And this is not even the FBI. This is all the government agency uh, letter soups. I dealt with them. I don't believe the best and the brightest are working in the government. And when you have people that lack character... And competence, those two things, what happens? Immorality, corruption, yep. incompetence. So I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with them at all in terms of what I saw. Now, in 2007, when I left, because, again, if you graduate West Point, the one thing you're expected is leadership. That's mm-hmm. why that's why taxpayers, you spend about 500000 of your own the, the U.S. dollars to graduate one cadet from West Point. Yep. Why even have a West Point? What's an officer corps? I mean, I could explain about all this, but it's leadership. There's not leadership. Even the FBI agents know it's so well known in the FBI that the FBI management, it's absolutely atrocious, absolutely atrocious. In 2007... I wrote a letter to Senator Chuck Grassley because in the FBI, even at that time, Senator Chuck Grassley was known as the bulldog of, you know, uh, that, that fights against the FBI. Right. I think he sucks. I think he sucks. And I'll tell you, I, I'm not impressed with the Republicans at all. But that's why I wrote him the letter. And the point is, is he never responded to me like he hasn't responded to me now. We'll go into it. But in 2007, when I left, I never wanted to go public or anything for three reasons. One, nobody likes a disgruntled government employee. Nobody likes a complainer. As much as we talk about we like whistleblowers, yep. even that, nobody likes to hear a complainer, and it's not part of leadership. Two, I don't think anyone believed me. I really do. In 2007, I just don't think – I think people were still brainwashed. The gov- you know, the FBI is great. Yeah. It's good. And, and three – I don't think people realize this. The FBI, pound for pound, it's the most powerful agency in America. And I explain why. You Please don't do. want to go up against. So the reason why it's the most powerful. Now, what is the most powerful government agency? It's called the military. I mean, that yeah. you know, the gun, that's where the guns are. But if you're, I'm talking pound for pound. Here's why. The FBI is the only agency in the world. Now, we're only talking first-tier countries, because once you go third-tier, they, they all do this, you know, right. the corrupt countries. And that is, you know, they'll arrest their political opponents, like what's happening to Trump, all this stuff. Exactly. But in, term, in terms of a first-tier country, the FBI is both law enforcement and intelligence combined. Right. A great example would be, think of MI5 and the Scotland Yard. This would be the U.K. Yep. Picture the Scotland Yard. Police, law enforcement, MI5, domestic intelligence, forming one uh, entity, which which I could go into because I was in the FBI after 9-11. They were actually thinking about splitting us. I was literally. So and here's another difference between me and the other FBI whistleblowers. I was part of that FBI that was changing. And here's here I'm going to explain it. But there was an FBI before 9-11 and after. I obviously was after 9-11 because I entered in 2004. Mm-hmm. The FBI after 
it went on intelligence on steroids. Mm -hmm. So before the FBI was doing domestic intelligence, it was doing law enforcement, but I talk with a lot of the older agents and the older agents before 9-11, it was law enforcement first. Right. Domestic intelligence was, it was like secondary. And that's what I worked. I worked foreign counterintelligence. We'll go into it, but I worked it after 9-11. And it was, it was being pushed on steroids that they were actually debating. I mean, we, we were having meetings in the FBI of we may split. So we were going to do like the UK. We were going to have a domestic, uh, intelligence and then, you know, law enforcement and we're going to split. Well, obviously we didn't. We stay together. And when you are in one entity, it creates a very, very powerful agency. For instance, we're, we're going to compare MI5. Now, MI5 has the ability to spy on uh, UK citizens or whatnot. Yep. However, obviously, they should only be spying them on them for national security stuff. You know, they're not, they shouldn't be spying on you because they think you're a bank robber or right. they think you're a drug dealer. It needs to be something of terrorism or espionage, mm-hmm. number one. So they're limited in that scope. Two, they have no arrest authority. They just they collect intelligence where the FBI, when you combine that that you know law enforcement branch in there so in the fbi there's not an iron wall but it's sort of like an iron curtain and the point is there is stuff going on back and forth and that's the danger in terms of the constitutional because the point being is to the american people i'm just going to explain this really simple and that is this so when i was in the fbi i was in what's called the national security branch well, there's another branch called the criminal branch. This is what I'm saying. We have a criminal uh, side and we have a, a national security side. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just make this really simple. The FBI, and, and I all, I'm only referring to U.S. citizens because, trust me, I have a lot of hatred for the FBI. I think they're scumbags, uh, being that. But I have to defend them a little bit. To the American people, we have foreign terrorists and foreign spies operating in America. We do. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got it. That was my job. So yep. what I make it is I spied on foreign nationals. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it when it comes to morality or legality. So when I'm, t- when I'm making this statement here, I'm only referring to U.S. citizens. Yep. So if you are a U.S. citizen, this is my problem. If you're a foreign national, I really don't have much problems with what the FBI is doing. So let's make it really simple. We're on the FBI and you are a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. We have the criminal branch. And the national security branch. In the criminal branch, I'm going to say, hey, I think you're a drug dealer or a bank robber. You know, normal federal crimes. Mm-hmm. On the national security branch, I'm going to think, I think you're a terrorist or a spy. National security. Yep. Now, this is the problem. Now, I'm not saying there's not corruption in the criminal branch. But the criminal branch, there's two good things about it. One, it is more transparent. You can find out information at what happened. And two, it's more black and white. You know, you are a bank robber. Where's the bank? Where's the robbery? It's more black and white in the criminal side. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. National security side, you ain't going to find out. Even congressmen and senators, thanks to the FISA. So this is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which is amazing. And this was in the news now, uh, like a couple days ago, the 702. Ridiculous. And this is another reason. I think Republicans suck. We got sold out. We did. The Republic, we, I'm telling you, these yep. people are, are scumbags. I, I'm not a Republican. I'm a nationalist. But the point being is, is I believe the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act of 1978, the 702, meaning 
the ability for the FBI to spy on U.S. citizens needs to be abolished yesterday. Absolutely. Yesterday. Yep. It's, it's not even, and I saw this in the FBI. Now, I'm going to give you an example, and I, I want to get back to my point because there's all this stuff relates, but I, I, everything I'm telling the American people, I predicted this in many sense, and I'm, we're going to talk about the bigger picture, but I'm going to give you an example. When I was in the FBI, but you've got to remember, when I was in the FBI, the war on terror, man, the Patriot Act, like it's, you got to go back to like the COVID virus when it first started, sure. right? How many people were like, so back then it was different. Mm-hmm. We were spying, the FBI was spying on American citizens who were Muslims who never did any illegal activity. Yep. Now, anyone knows me, I'm not a champion of Islam. I made it clear. America is a Judeo-Christian country. So it's not even like I'm a champion of Muslim or Islam. All I'm saying is they're American citizens. They were not doing any illegal activity. But, because man, back then, if you're a Muslim, you're screwed. Because, again, the war on terror. Yeah. So guess what, American people? Yesterday was Muslims. Today it's Christians. The, yep. the same thing, it's happening, and that's what I reported on. Then I report on something else, which was crazy, and that is, remember the enhanced uh, interrogation, which was torture? Oh, yeah. Yeah. you got to go back then. Back then, they're like, no, man, David, don't be a pussy. This is the war on terror, man. we, we you know, we got to protect ourselves. It's not torture. I'm like, dude, of course it's torture. Anyone? Yeah. So, again, you, you got to remember, back then, it was a different mindset, but it's the same principality, and the principality is this. If you're a U.S. citizen, if you're not doing any illegal activity, you don't get spied upon. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yep. It's the same thing. I'm now, I'm, I'm being investigated by the FBI over, over 10 years now. I've done nothing illegal activity. Stop spying on me. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing back then. So let, let me go back to that point about you know, the criminal branch and the national security. So the national security, the problem is we go to these FISA courts. There's no transparency. I'm no. telling you, even the Republicans and senators, they're not many times, they're not going to be privy to what happens. So there's no transparency and it's nebulous. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into it. And what do I mean by that? Well, if I told people you're a bank robber, I think you probably have an idea what a bank robber is. Right. It's a bank and you robbed it. Yep. Drug dealer. Well, there's probably illegal drugs. You're either using it, selling it, manufacturing something. It's, it's more, um, logical. What's a terrorist? Well, when I was in the FBI, and this is what I would agree with them, in the FBI, they're like, well, some Muslim guy that says, kill Americans, I want to fly planes into a building. I think we should all agree. Yeah, that. keep an eye on that guy. Pretty that simple. Guy sounds like, yeah. Today, what's a terrorist? Trump supporter? Yep. Uh, ra- a white racist? I mean, we, we don't know. Well, what is this term now? Mm-hmm. So that the problem in the national securities also is, it's not as clear-cut as the criminal branch on what is a crime or what is a criminal. Right. So that's the second. That's another part. Now here comes this. I'm the FBI, and I want to get a search warrant. I want to start investigating you. Well, in the criminal branch, which is more uh, transparent, I've got to go to a judge, yep. and i got to present him something called probable cause. Yep. Some type of evidence. The judge may say, okay, so you want to start listening in on his phones. Because I said, this guy's a drug dealer. I want to listen on his phones. I want to start, you know, investigating him, spying on whatever you want to call it, investigating him. Well, the judge is going to say, okay, where's your probable cause? What do you have? Well, you know, I got something with drugs or something. You have to have some type of evidence. Yep. I think we should all agree that's probable. Now let's go into the national security. And, and oh, by the way, I think we should all agree that if you're a U.S. citizen and you're being accused of a spy or a terrorist, 
These are much more serious allegations than a bank robber or a drug dealer. Yep. Not just and, and to include your prison sentence. These are serious allegations to say terrorist or spy versus drug dealer or bank robber. So that's another thing to remember. Now we go to the judge, which is in the FISA courts. No one sees anything. This is not transparent. Now the judge says, okay, FBI, seems like you want to spy on Zach because you said he's a spy or a terrorist. What type of evidence you have? Hmm, not much. Yeah. You'll be surprised. So we're living in a country where it takes le- – now, if you're a foreign national, that's it has to be that way mm-hmm. because it, it's national security. You can't. Not for a U.S. citizen, though. So you're telling me this is how the FBI works. If we want to spy on a U.S. citizen because we think he's a terrorist or a uh, or a spy, it is less of a burden of proof than for a you know a drug dealer or a you know a, a, a bank robber. Yep. This is the problem. This is the danger. So we're going to look at January six, and um, so now we got January six, and we got a person who might have committed a, a criminal violation. I don't know. Maybe they trespassed. You yep. know, they trespassed into the Capitol. And I'm saying, I'm sure there were criminal activities that were done. But the point being is, is how did we get from the FBI that when, you know, Allah Akbar kill Americans, that's a terrorist, to now we got a middle-aged, conservative, tax-paying American citizen. A grandmother. Yeah, who trespassed in the Capitol. And the FBI is like, I think that's a terrorist. That's the FBI. That's the power they have. And that's why it's dangerous. That power of FISA was used the intent was for foreign nationals Mm -hmm. because we're not quite sure and i'll give you more stories but i I say again to the american people too our own republicans who suck and don't fool yourself when trump first ran for election he wasn't liked by the republicans these aren't these aren't our um these aren't our allies they voted uh to keep fisa in and so guess what you're an american citizen you don't realize how the FBI, how easy it is. So I'll give you another example when I was in the FBI. So, and this is, a, these are American citizens. Again, if they're foreign nationals, we don't care. So we talked about American Muslims. Again, they're not doing any illegal activity. They're getting spied upon. Now we've got other American citizens who were just doing stuff that people thought, okay, let's spy on them. I'm going to give you an example. An American citizen decides to go to North Korea on a trip and comes back. Now, that's a weird trip. But don't fool yourself. I got a nutcase West Point classmate. This guy's a nutbag. I mean, he likes to climb Mount Everest. He wants to go to the Amazon forest. There are weird people that want to go to North Korea. Just they get their rocks off. I don't want to go. I think it's too dangerous. But the point being is, is what evidence did we have of illegal activities? Now, if we add, hey, they're coordinating to to, to have explosives sent to America, yeah. that changes the whole story. But you have to ask yourself, and I'm telling the American people, you've got to be very careful on this because the slippery slope can get slippery very fast. Is there anything illegal activity of an American citizen taking a trip to North Korea and coming back? No. And if people say, well, that sounds very suspicious. We, I remember we had this argument in my FBI squad. So now watch this. Okay, let's take it a step down. So if, if you say, I think that's enough, because going to North Korea, that's just weird, and he needs to be spied upon. Okay, where's this slope stop? Let's go to level two. Now the American citizen, 
He's never left America at all. He stayed in America. But in America, you have like these communist organizations, like, uh, you know, I don't know, pro China, pro uh, uh, North Korea, like these communist organizations. Sure. So he never left America, but he attended one of these communist rallies. Mm-hmm. Is that illegal? Not that I know that's illegal. Is that what we're worth spying on? I don't know. Now let's take it down a step. We have North Korean defectors that are in America. Are they in there for good reasons or not? I don't know. Now, spying on them, I don't mind, because, again, they're foreign citizens. Sure. But what if there's an American citizen dude who just wants to date a North Korean girlfriend in in, in America? Mm-hmm. That's not illegal. Do we spy? Where do we stop? And then I guess the, the the final joke was he just went to a North Korean restaurant to get some food, you know, in America. <laughs> like, 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 where where do we go? Because if if we want to be safe for American citizens, the FBI needs to go back to what they do best: crime solving. So the point is, is what was the illegal activity? If they are foreign nationals, like as far as I'm concerned, if you're a North Korean defector to America. I'm not going to assume you're coming to America on good graces. So I may, I may tell the judge, say, listen, we got this North Korean defector. I don't know. I'm just, uh, I got a weird feeling for him. All right. Spy on him. I don't mind that. We're talking U.S. citizens. Mm. And the key question is, and it's the same thing with me, people, because I'm getting spied upon. Millions of Americans are getting spied upon. Is there any illegal activity being done? That should be a yes or no question and if the question and the if the response is no you don't spy on them we have something called the fourth amendment yeah you go through the fourth amendment and to all these americans i see it it's gonna happen again because i really think from a leadership standpoint people in general are sheep and that is i remember the war on terror people mm-hmm. were sheep they were just like remember saddam hussein people were sheep remember when the COVID came out yep. i remember when trump and this is what started the investigation against me the fbi i was just gonna when ask trump, yeah so this is what happened also remember the fbi is a very very vindictive organization people don't quit so when i wrote that letter to senator chuck grassley I So when I left the FBI, I went into Harvard Kennedy School of Government. I was doing a master's degree, so I was in the library. I sent it to him about a month when I was into Harvard. And I didn't get a lawyer. I didn't know how to do this stuff. So I just wrote him a letter to Senator Chuck Grassley, and I never said, like, confidentiality. I just I just wrote it to Senator Chuck Grassley. That letter was about 10 pages, and it was divided 50-50. 50% what are the unconstitutional immoral acts that are being conducted by the FBI. The other half, I ripped FBI management. I mean, I ripped them. These people are just, I mean, these people are dog shit. I mean, it was that bad. And this is what Senator Chuck Grassley did. I know he did it. Because, again, he never responded to me then. He didn't respond to him out. He went, he went to one of his staffers and said, hey, we got this negative feedback to the FBI. They gave it to the FBI, the FBI management. To this day, the FBI dislikes me. And And what I make this point to the American people is, I don't know. It's kind of like having this 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 dickhead cop in your town who doesn't like you. Sure. They, they get. I've I've never seen an agency in my life that is so egotistical like the FBI. So when I left, I burnt bridges because again, just quitting. So that's number one. This is what happened when Trump first ran for president. I don't know what was it, 2015, 2016, yeah. like when, whenever. Because I, I remember, you know, he went down Trump Tower, the escalator, and he said, build the wall, exactly. So I'm overseas, and I'm in these groups, which called WeChat, WhatsApp, Telegram, and email, and they're mostly with military guys, 
Most of them are American. Sometimes there's Australian, British, but it's mostly 80% American military. A lot of us are officers, academy grads. We mostly talk about girls and, you know, work and just, you know, whatever. It's, sure. it's like a guy's group. That's all. But when Trump ran for president, that conversation, Trump was like, that was the big conversation of in course. these groups <clears throat> for a month. Now I was, I was amazed because I, I've been a Trump supporter from day one. I said, and we can argue the negatives about him. I think he's the best president of my entire lifetime. You're and not, you're not, you're not going to find anybody to argue with you here about that. 100%. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I immediately when he ran, I said, holy fuck, this guy's got it. Immediately. <laughs> this was what I was amazed. And that's what I'm telling people. Don't trust yourself with, you know, back law enforcement, back the military in that group. Again, it was 80 to 90% American military. Most of them were all officers, a couple Brits, a couple Australians. In that group, at least 50-50 were against Trump. Trump is a wow. racist. Trump is, I couldn't believe it. I literally, I was like, did you graduate West Point? Is like, I was like, I was like, you're, you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton? Yes. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, who are, I mean, and the conversation got rough. I bet. I guess. I guess what people remember is, I'm sure during the COVID, people, or probably Trump too, you know, they lost friendship. Absolutely. You know, they, they, well, this happened. And I'm telling you, I started saying stuff. Now, when I, and, I, and we'll go into a while left America, but I've said it. I predicted in 2005 already that I believe America is going to collapse. Mm -hmm. It's going to collapse. We're going to civil war. But when I left in 2010, except for, you know, speaking with one-on-one -on -one friends, I kept my opinion myself because I didn't care. I left. No one's going to believe me, whatever. But during this Trump thing, I started saying more and more, I'm like, you have no clue. This America's going to civil war. This government sucks. And conversation got heated. Topics about racism. Topics yep. about feminism. Topics about anti-government. It, it got hot. After that conversation, Trump won. So maybe like a year later of these hot then Trump won. Then all of a sudden, this should be one of the biggest red flags of people. So when you're conducting, you know, the, the FBI, when they conduct operations, they will recruit people to spy upon you. Oh, yes. In the criminal, in the criminal branch, they're called informants. In the national security branch, they're called assets. It's the same concept, but they'll recruit. Now, to the American people, hopefully this is common sense. They don't recruit your enemy. They don't recruit strangers. They have to recruit people that have intimate knowledge of you. Mm -hmm. These could be your neighbors, your good friends, your family, your boss. People that know you. That's how it works. And so at first, I didn't, I didn't know this because that's how good they are. All of a sudden, I was starting to get, uh, pinged by old friends. These are West Point classmates, West Point grads older than me, younger than me, and obviously non-West Pointers who are also friends. And they started talking to me. Now, I'm going to introduce you to a term called entrapment. And entrapment is, is the FBI sometimes, we say in the FBI, which is wrong, they do what's called make the case, which is 100% immoral and illegal. You let the crime happen and then you investigate. Now I'm on, I'm on these, uh, chats and what's up with these people. And they're asking me more about the Trump. What do I think about America? What would I do? And I made some comments that would be conceived as maybe a little too violent, <laughs> maybe too here and there. 
Hey, we all know it. When you talk yeah. in a private conversation, you let your guard down. Absolutely. You say stuff that I look back, I'm like, yeah, I was a little bit too much. But I never initiated these conversations. I never was. Lo- and it's and trust me, it's not like I had a plan to over. It's one thing to say, yeah, I'd like to blow up the government. It's another thing. I've got the explosives. Uh, I got it planned out Wednesday. You know, we're, we're sure. you know, the, people make these uh, comments or at least people who don't like the government. You make these comments. Sometimes you, they're they're a little bit overboard. But again, you're, these are private conversations that you're having with your friends. Mm-hmm. That's what you do to friends. You kind of let your guard down, right? So, so now the FBI is investigating me as I'm, you know, anti-government, sedition, uh, violent extremist. Here's the problem. Back we in America, we are losing our sense of freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. We're not quite sure what freedom of speech is. And this whole thing about terrorism we're losing, I'm going to give you an example. It was the summer of 2019. It was Hong Kong. I was working for the Amazon company, and I was in Hong Kong. They were having what's called a yellow umbrella revolution. I don't know if you remember that. There was a lot of protests happening in Hong Kong. Yeah. Our United States government was saying those people are freedom fighters. It mm-hmm. was very positive from the United States government. Yep, yep. Well, the problem is, is now in America, you start saying stuff that's against it. You don't know. And, and here's with me and my investigation. We'll go into it. If this was the America 20 years ago, there's no case on me. Zero. No, there's no. no case. Now, with a liberal FBI agent, with a liberal prosecutor, with a liberal judge, mm-hmm. I don't trust our justice system. No. And I'm telling the American people, if you think I'm understating, go to my Rumble Channel episode two, where I work for the Boeing company, and I sued Boeing in China, the legal system, and I sued Boeing in America, in Chicago. You'll see it. It's unbelievable. I got justice in China, and my life was ruined in America, meaning I don't have faith anymore in this justice system. And once more and more Americans start realizing that this justice system in America has a liberal tilt to it. I mean, look, look at our, look at our Supreme Court judges. These are supposed to be the best legal minds in the world or definitely in America. You know, our best legal mind, 50% of their cases, they're split on. Mm -hmm. How can that be? You, you are the best. And so I'm telling people, even if you believe in this thing called the Constitution, you change the people, you change the demographics, it's done. Yep. So like I said, and it will go into my case when I went to America, but if this was the America 20 years ago, nothing. Now, I don't know. I, I really don't know. If my case is on a certain prosecutor or judge's FBI agent's desk, oh, yeah, I, I'm sedition. I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I want to overthrow the American government. And so to the American people, again, we are losing what the FBI is turning into. And I saw this, and it's happening in January 6th. Whether people know this or not, the most ruthless intelligence agency to ever walk the earth. We studied about them. The East German Stasi. The Stasi. Ruthless. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. People have no clue. And what did the Stasi 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. What you want to do? They want it, and that's why they collapse. Communism doesn't work. It doesn't have a good track record. Mm-hmm. Communism under Stasi, they wanted to destroy the family and destroy God. Mm-hmm. They wanted the citizens to be loyal to the government. Yep. And as as any good and evil intelligence agency, they wanted to hear all, see all, know all. They wanted sons to spy on their fathers, yep. mothers to spy on their neighbors. And it wrecks the society. And I'm telling you, we're going to go into my case. But if anyone's looking at this as, well, the FBI's got a job. They got to do it. If we're talking about foreign citizens, I'm fine. 
If you're talking about U.S. citizens, I hope you like East Germany because that's what you're going to get. Because your next-door neighbor, you're like, Bill's a great guy. I've known him for 10 years. We have barbecues. Great guy. He's probably going to be working for the FBI. You don't know it. It it breaks down. You don't know who to trust. And what happened to East Germany? The citizens, it was paranoia. Mm -hmm. It was paranoia. We can't live like this. So one of the biggest things with my investigation that should be a red flag is the FBI recruited, along with other people, but let me focus on West Pointers. They recruited West Pointers to act as paid. They were paid assets to spy on me. These are West Pointers. This is duty, honor, country. If you cannot rely on West Pointers to have an honorable sense of character, if West Pointers, if, if West Pointers will betray me, they'll betray the nation. Absolutely. This is happening all over to America. We're losing trust. Well, you you make an excellent point. And uh, again, I don't think you're going to find anybody in this audience that would disagree with you on that. You know, an excellent example of uh, the idea of the FBI kind of creating the case uh, is the the recently dispensed uh, Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. There were more FBI agents and confidential human sources on that plot than there were actual defendants. And I mean, we're talking about, you know, they were sleeping with some of those guys. They were buying them beer. They were putting them up in hotel rooms. You know, they they provided material support. And, and it doesn't stop there. I mean, to be quite honest with you, David, if you look at any number of these major busts that the FBI have made over the last 10, 15 years. I mean, they have been the driving force behind the, the very act itself. I mean, uh, there have been a number of cases that I've reported on here on the channel of uh, of mentally disabled young men who were taken advantage of, who, who were essentially led into the idea of potentially committing an act of violence, whereas they never would have ever considered doing that themselves. And they certainly didn't have the means or the ability to purchase, you know, bombs or guns or, or anything like that. Uh, it's uh, it, it is it's it's a horrible, horrible thing. And, and uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. The FBI is so rotten. They are a bunch of scumbags. And we were talking a little bit about this before the show. And, you know, a lot of times people want to just put the blame on the leadership. But I'm going to tell you an example. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the the agents become the leaders, you know, so where it it begins somewhere. So to the American people, I I entered the FBI in 2004. So we're about to hit 2024 pretty soon. My classmates, they're management now. And I think in terms of leadership. This is what I am. This is West Point, or at least old school West Point. We know leadership. And you just see it. So this is what I want to tell the American people. Sometimes leadership, you've got to have the courage to tell the hard truth. Even to your family members or friends, you have to tell the hard truth. And the point being is this. We focus on the FBI management, who's horrible. These people are corrupt. I think this director, little Ray Ray guy, he's a scumbag. He's a globalist corporate lawyer. He's a scumbag. However, we always like to say management is evil, but the, the field agents, the, you know, the people, they're good guys. Uh, wrong, wrong, wrong. And I'm going to say, I'm not going to mention his name. He knows me. He was my FBI roommate when we went to the FBI Academy. He's a nice guy. I really mean it. He's a really nice guy. He was my roommate. I wasn't impressed with his credentials. It is what it is. He's a nice guy. But my point to the American people is this. Don't fool yourself. There are a lot of agents, and this is in all organizations, where 
just because they're a nice guy and you're like, they're a nice guy, they would never do something intentionally on their own initiative that is evil, corrupt. But because they're weak, like my roommate, he's yep. a weak guy, nice guy, but he's a <laughs> pussy. It is what it is. <laughs> if, if given the orders by the corrupt FBI management, they are not going to put their paycheck, their pension, their family, their kids on the line. It just is what it is, people. It's leadership 101. We see the movies where we're like, well, I'll just quit. It's easier said, harder to do, especially if you have children. It's a, it's a nice gig. These guys in the FBI, they're making over six figures. We're talking field agents. Wow. Once you're up to management, oh, people don't know how much money. Once you get to management, you're making between 150000 to 200000 U.S. dollars. This is on a taxpayer-funded job. Wow. People don't realize this. But just like a field agent, you're going to make around $120,000. If you think these field agents are going to say, who are nice guys? Like I said, but you have to ask yourself, nice is not what we're asking. We're asking for, are they strong? D- doesn't because, equal ethics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because when you have weak people and the FBI and the government are filled. This is not just the FBI, too. The, you know, CIA, I work with CIA and say the difference, though, is the FBI, unlike these other agencies, they have the legal power to destroy your life. Right. Meaning, right. knock, knock, FBI, you're under arrest. We're taking away you from your family for the rest of your life. There is a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And when you have weak people that are in the FBI, and there are tons of them, uh, tons of them, they will, and I always use this word reluctantly, because mm-hmm. they're weak, they will reluctantly follow the orders. So to all you American people that think, all these, uh, this is why I don't back the blue. Trust me, former FBI, my uncle was former chief of police in New York. I come from a military background. I come from a police background. I'm telling you, though, we, the American citizens, have created this thing called Frankenstein. The, the, I don't call it the military security. The, it's called the security industrial complex. Right. Intel, law enforcement, military. And what I say is very simple. You could back law enforcement, but back your civil liberties first. You could back the military, back your freedoms first. Yes. But we've gone off the rails. The FBI now is building a new headquarters that's bigger than the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they're going to do, people? But I see it with these Republicans. They're ingrained. They're like, well, ever since I was born, you know, we, we support law enforcement. We su- defund them. Defund- yes. I wrote in my book immediately 50%. This is where all these FBI agents who are like, well, I'm important. Literally, you can walk into the FBI tomorrow. 50% of you agents, you're shit canned. Get out. We don't need you. We <laughs> yes. don't need you. I mean, it's, I it's that. It's it, literally save the money. Even military. Yep. I, I graduated West Point. But I'm telling to the American people, the biggest enemy, the biggest enemy that's going to destroy your faith, we are a Judeo-Christian country, family, we're a European country, and our freedoms. The biggest enemy that's going to destroy American citizens, our life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, is not Russia, it's not China, it's not Hamas, not Taliban, it's not Saddam Hussein. It is from our own globalist government and our globalist corporations. It's domestic. If you have any doubt in that, you need to wake up. And as we continue to spend our tax money to build, 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 sooner or later, these guns are going to be pointed on you. Mm -hmm. I saw this also when I was in the military. 
I don't have faith. Well, look at the West Pointer spying on me. If you think that's why I'm selling it, this investigation with the FBI, the biggest red flag that people would find is West Pointer spying on me because you've got to understand this. Once you start losing the military, and we have these generals suck. I mean, they suck. They're immoral. They're incompetent. They just, you can't be, I mean, do you want to do another round in Afghanistan? I mean, do you really think Afghanistan was a good war? You want round two? <laughs> but we're losing everything in, in, in this, uh, co- in country from a sense of leadership. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me we want to continue to pay our money and build this military, build this law enforcement, build this intelligence. The problem to the American citizens and especially the FBI is, they make their money on threats, okay? It's like going to a doctor. A doctor, sometimes he likes sick people because sick people means you're a customer. That's right. So all all these uh, – so I'm going to give you an example when I was in the FBI, and this also was a red pill for me. When I was in the FBI, again, I worked for counterintelligence. When I graduated the FBI Academy, it was less than a year when I was in the FBI. Now, you got to remember, I was in 2004 to 2007. The number one threat was radical Islamic terrorism. I hope we right. remember that, the yes. war on terror. That was the number one threat. Yeah. I graduated the FBI Academy within a year as a field agent. It was so obvious to me. The threat from China was a bigger threat than radical Islamic terrorism. Right. Now, I'm not saying it's the biggest threat, because I'll go into it. The biggest threat is regard, and I'll explain that. But at that time, and I still agree with it, China is a bigger threat than radical Islamic terror. Yes. Now, there can be other countries, we'll say Israel, where no, maybe terrorism is the number one threat. Mm-hmm. But for America, no way. China is a bigger threat than radical Islamic terrorism. Now, I voiced this to my field agent management, the field office management, and they blew me off. Now, let's talk about why, because it unravels the corruption in America. And and before I tell that story, you, you, you've got to remember is a lot of people like myself, they wanted to work for the government because we looked at corporations or the private sector as greedy, greedy, greedy. It's all about money, money, money. Yeah. But the government, it's like almost like a nonprofit. The government, it's not about the money. We do the right thing. That's how it, it's always is. If you know, only. Always, yeah, we, we, we have this nostalgia yeah. of even the military, West Point, mm-hmm. duty, honor, country. Well, the military works for the military-industrial complex. So when I was at Har- the Harvard Kennedy School, so I, I, I left the FBI, then I went to Harvard Kennedy School. So whether people know this or not, the number one alumni of all the politicians in America, at the federal level, the state level, city, you know, the Republicans, their number one alumni is the Harvard Kennedy School of Government at okay. Harvard. So the Harvard knows a lot about politics. It's 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 a machine. It's a breeding ground. Yeah. I at the time was also thinking about running for Congress. So I had a class, and the professor was uh, explained to all us graduate students what it takes to be a politician. And he asked us. He goes, "What does it take?" And people were like, "You got to be smart. You got to be good at public speaking. You got to be good looking. You got to be tall. Like all this stuff." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Number one thing: How much money can you raise?" How much money can you raise? We don't have a country anymore. We have a corporation. At the end of the day, we work for the... I didn't know this at the time. It was starting. So now back in the FBI. So I voiced my opinion to the FBI manager. I said, it it was so obvious, too. You don't need to be a rocket scientist. It was so obvious. China, which was developing to be an economic, military, political superpower, Mm -hmm. and terrorism... I write this in my book. We're always going to have terrorist people. It's like we're going to have criminals. That's what I'm saying. I don't believe in totally defunding police. We're always going to need to have policemen. We're always going to have criminals. 
we're always going to have terrorists. That's why we're always going to need to have special operators counter counterterrorism. We're always going to need it. It ebbs and flows, and there's ways to work around it in terms of our foreign policies creating more terrorism. That's a different story. But the point being is, is terrorism is not going to destroy America. China is a threat, mm-hmm. and it's a growing threat. Now, why didn't my FBI management listen to me? I always say this. Well, one and two. One, don't fool yourself. The government is socialism. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, to include my FBI classmates, they go in the government because it is a nice cozy job right i gave up a big retirement not only would i've retired from the fbi all my military time west point time that all counts for pension and retirement it is a nice gig these people are not the hardest workers the best a lot of them they just want a nice cozy job they get the same paycheck every month whether they listen to me or not they don't care i mean it's really socialism which is another so that's number one don't but number two follow the money mm-hmm. at that time china was a cold war espionage war mm-hmm. the war on terror were kinetic wars mm-hmm. we're talking two kinetic wars called afghanistan iraq now an espionage war sounds sexy but if you compare the amount of money it's not even close because a war is not just a war the logistical stuff remember dick cheney the halliburton oh yes we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars so war on terror a lot of money the the china espionage war not even not even a tenth i mean it it was probably literally five percent if that if, if you do the difference so who does the government to include the fbi work for we work for the corporations. Mm-hmm. It's not just the military industrial complex. It's the security industrial complex. Yes. Intelligence, we work for the corporations. And I saw that again when I lived in China. So I saw again the same corporations. How do they treat China? They love China. News to everyone, Republicans, Democrats. Let's talk a little bit about so, so we, we can unravel the Russia China thing. Very simple. And it's all about money. Notice that Russia has a worse reputation than China in America from, you know, Russia, 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 destroy Russia, but China not so much. Now, the COVID thing hurt China's name brand, you could say, in America, but China has a much better name brand than Russia. Why? Well, I lived a lot in Beijing. I met a lot of Russian friends. In Beijing, tons of Russians there. I would describe the Russian government, the Chinese government, it's about the same, you know, about the same enemy. You know, they they, they have the same sort of, uh you know, uh, mission statement, you could say. So why is Russia so much more negatively looked than China? I think it's all about the money. Number one, the economy. China's got the second largest economy in the world. It might even go into number one. Russia, the size of the Russian economy is about the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Russia is not really a rich country. Number one. Number two, the goods and services that China produces, our corporations make a lot of money. That means our politicians make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The goods and services of Russia, the natural gas, our corporations don't make much money on it, so our our politicians don't make much money on it. So China, our politicians make a lot of money. Russia, they don't. That probably is the best way to describe why Russia and China have a different sort of uh, image in America. It's all about the money. It's all about uh, we are a corporation. And so back when I was in the FBI... Why didn't they look at China as more the threat than, you know, the, the, um, the, the radical Islamic terrorism? It's all about the money. And that's why America 
We are absolutely thirsty for wars. We're always having a threat. So just like I said, the FBI, the CIA, the military will constantly tell the American people fear-mongering of this threat, that threat, because they constantly want to raise their budget. If there's no threat, there's no income coming out of it. Yes, yes. I would say probably 90% of the federal government exists simply to justify its own budget. They continue to perpetuate themselves and, and the bureaucracy and the red tape just so they can keep getting that check. You know, I mean, it's like... People oftentimes are are very frustrated by the way that money is appropriated in government. You know, why can't they just stop spending? Because all of these various agencies and the the mid-level managers, they've already made the case for that funding. Congress has already appropriated it. And then once it's appropriated, they're going to spend it. And then they're going to find ways that they can spend more money. And so it just continues to compound upon itself. And uh, we're we're in a a dire straits as far as uh, I'm concerned. And I think you're so right about everything that you're saying. Let me ask you this. We've got about five minutes until we open up the phones. I want to continue the conversation in the second hour, but I'm hoping that some people are going to want to jump on the phones and ask you some questions. Uh, Obviously, you've got some ideas on on how to fix things. You've already said Cut the FBI in half. I think we could probably do away with 50% or more of the federal government. It's certainly anything yep. that is, that is uh, already being taken care of at a state level. You know, the states can take care of their own issues in a much better way, uh, in a targeted sort of fashion, because they're right there. They can see how everything operates. What's the best way to address things? So get rid of anything that is a redundancy. Uh, what would you say needs to be done in order to really fix things and and get to some sort sure. of level of homeostasis. Sure. So to the American public, I predicted in 2005, America is going to collapse and go to civil war. In 2010, I left America. That's a big thing, meaning actions speak louder than words. Now you're starting to hear people talk about civil war. I knew this. So when people ask me, what's the solution of America? This is what I really think is going to happen. And, and I'll give, I'll give nonviolent solutions, but what do I think is going to happen? Oh, we're going to go to revolution. It's going to go to guns. Let, let me just give you an example. At West Point, there's a beautiful statue of George Washington. It's in front of the mess hall. Every cadet at West Point, you walk by that statue every single day. Mm-hmm. But you don't think during, you know, 1775, 74, you don't think our revolutionary forefathers were having similar conversations in terms of what should they do? Yep. And what did they, what did they go for? They went for guns and violence. And I want to make this point because we are indoctrinated by our government. Don't do violence. Don't do violence. I want to make two points to the American people. Point number one, America would never have been formed if violence and illegal activity was not done. Our heroic forefathers, if they would have lost, they would have been hung as traitors. Mm -hmm. Never would be remembered again. I want us to remember the history of America. Number two, if you want to look at America's foreign policy, it's violence. I'm I'm a former military officer. The military, it's about killing and destroying. That's the military. It is the profession of arms. We learn about violence of action. Look at our foreign policy. How does America solve most most issues overseas? Violence. And so the point is, and just like America looked at the Hong Kong uh, you know, protesters as freedom fighters if we did it, I'm telling you, this just like our forefathers looked at the King of England as evil, our government is corrupt and evil. I'll I'll give some suggestions on how maybe we could hope to do it. 
But I have no doubt we are going to violent civil war because if you think these corporations which run our government are going to allow us to politically vote them out of power, you're crazy. And I make a point to Donald Trump. I've said many times, I believe Donald Trump is the best president in my entire lifetime. However, one, he was already the president for four years, people. He's already the president. He already won. How are we doing in America? Not too good. If you think Donald Trump is going to get reelected in four years, he's going to fix this thing, you're crazy. I have a prediction of what's going to happen if Trump gets reelected. Okay. It ain't going to happen, people. But I'm just saying is, what I can say to people, if you want to do a nonviolent form of protest, but you may be nonviolent, but the government's going to be violent, is this. goes back to our revolutionary uh, days. No taxation without representation. And I'm going to do my specific incident. I don't pay U.S. tax anymore. It's easier for me overseas. It's still illegal. I'm still required to pay U.S. taxes even being overseas. I don't pay anymore. But the point being is, is if this government does not serve us, why are we paying money? Now, that is going to be a nonviolent form of protest, but it's illegal. So you may not be, uh, so you may be nonviolent, but the IRS, the FBI is going to be knocking on your door with guns and they're going to want their money. So don't fool yourself. The government will come with violence. Absolutely. But that's one thing I, I think Americans, we got to realize if we don't like our government, why are we continuing to feed this machine with our taxpayer money that we don't even get this money anymore? It goes overseas. I mean, this is crazy, but that's the one thing I would tell people. If you're really, I don't want to do any violence. Well, it's going to be illegal, so you better be prepared, but at least it's nonviolent. And that is figure out a way, stop paying your tax money. But I mean, even Donald Trump said that too about how he's sick and tired of our tax money being wasted. Mm -hmm. This is a repeat. This is a broken record. We have to stop. And again, this is even me in the military. Everybody wants big military, big, well, cost a lot of money. And I don't believe our military is serving us anymore. I believe these guys are, are mercenaries of the government. It's time for Americans, which is part of defunding, to say we are tired of paying our tax money. Notice this rings the bell during the Revolutionary War period. Taxation was also a big deal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we have Americans now hurting. This is what I think is going to happen. This is this is how it is. I really think sooner or later, and like I said, people, I left America in 2010. This is meaning I believe what, what's going to happen. I've seen around the world these things happen. One is empires don't last forever, and America has turned into an empire. So let's use common sense. These these governments don't last forever. There's an end life. The question is, is when? I think it's going to be soon, within 10 years. Other people could say, no, we still have another 100 years. But make it known, empires uh, don't don't last. And America's been only around for about 200-plus years. We already had one civil war, right? One mm -hmm. civil war. The president of the South was President Davis, a West Point grad. So we you know, we, we were lucky to get through there, either way how you look at it. And then we had World War One, World War Two, if we would have lost. So don't even fool yourself. This wasn't an easy ride for America. There were a lot of things that could have taken off off the tracks i think this is what's going to happen okay and i've said this many times to the american people if you really want to know your enemy ask yourself what are the things you're most worried to talk about again i am a china expert i know more about china from security leadership than probably 99 percent of our people in our government you could talk about china in america you could say china's evil let's destroy him you could say that about russia about Hamas, about the Taliban. You could really say this.
But what are the topics you're real? Oh, but you probably can't say anything about American government now. You got to watch yourself there. You start talking about that, you're going to have the FBI knocking on your door. So I'd be more worried about the government. But what is this disease that's destroying America? And I write about this in my book. We all know this disease. It's called liberalism, globalism, feminism, multiculturalism, multiracialism. You go down the line, it's destroying us. These topics make people worried. Mm -hmm. They give people, because if you're labeled in America as a racist, this is probably our biggest fear in America as white men, is God, I don't want to be called a racist because you'll get fired, this and that. Ask yourself what you're most worried to talk about, and that's probably who your masters are. So now ask yourself, who is pushing this agenda? The corporations. Meaning, this liberal ideology is not found in Russia. It's not found in China. I'm telling you, it's not. As much as people say China's communism, it's more fascism. It is. We'll do a discussion on China. It's not. Where is this found in? Go to a corporation, an American Global Corporation's HR department. You'll find it. It's right there. It's the corporate. It's globalism. They want to strip you of your identity, mm-hmm. tell you everyone's a widget. That way, immigration, this and that, and it just strips you away from your identity. And I can tell you what, what red pilled me a lot to American men is this. I was also, re- or, uh, I, I was also drank the Kool Aid and that is America were racist country. White men were racist. Once you live in non-Western countries, my God, it's a red pill. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. It is a red pill. The amount, and I say this again, America, no country, of course there could be some competition with other Western countries, Canada, Australia, Germany, the UK, there could be some competition. But comparing to non-Western countries, nobody treats women, racial minorities, and immigrants better than the West. It's not even a competition. It's on a different dimension. Mm -hmm. That once... Once you realize that, that starts red-pilling you. Because if I ever went, people ask me, hey, David, are you going to go back and run for politics? Ask yourself this if I was an American. Say, I want to tell you that America is the least racist country in the world, and white men were the least racist people in the world. They think I'm on drugs. (laughs) People would think I'm on drugs, and they would say, no, David, it's the opposite. No, once you leave. So what I say to the American men out there is this. This is really communism. And you have to ask yourself, again, I come from a leadership background. Ask yourself now, what is an American? What's an American? Mm -hmm. We all say we, we Americans, we, we, we always use this term we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's we, buddy? Who is we? Because if you start handing out passports, like they're Cracker Jack boxes, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, if I told you who is Chinese, like a Chinese citizen, you probably think, a Chinese person. That's right. probably what you're thinking. That's the first thing you're thinking. I, yep. It's probably cheeky Chinese with slanted eyes. They're called the Han Chinese. That's Chinese. So if we're going to live in a country in America where it doesn't matter what race you are, what religion you are, what gender you are, what political, this, 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 
That's communism, people. Yep. Not yep. Russia, not China. We are communism. And so when I wrote the book, I tried to think of three things that I think this is America. First is something called faith. We are a Judeo-Christian country. I don't mind a little diversity. So my view on diversity is 10%. That's it. If it's 10% diversity, it's a strength. Anything more than 10%, not good. So when I say faith, family, freedom, faith, Judeo-Christianity, that is our faith. That is the normal religion in America. Family, we are a European country. Our forefathers were your, were not European anymore. When did this happen? Did you get the vote? Did I get the vote? Mm-hmm. Isn't this important? Oh, yeah, no, David. Ten years ago, we're not European. I Don't you think this is important news to you? Yeah. We're European. Go back to our, our, our forefathers. They are all European. We are a European country, both by racial identity and also cultural. And there's another thing. Anyone that tells you that identity politics get away, they're communists. Mm-hmm. I see them. I see them people. They're like, stay away from my – they are communists. Leadership 101, people who have a strong identity grow up to be healthy people. Just like a single mother. Mom, who's dad? I don't know. I had a one-night stand in a bar somewhere. I don't know who your dad is. Oh, identity, everything, yeah. who my family is, who's my religion, what's my race. You show me people that have strong identities, they are strong people. Yes. If the people don't have an identity, the country doesn't have an identity. So this bullshit about identity politics, trust me, I'm proud Jew. My father's Jewish. My mother's German. Go to Israel. They have a pretty strong identity. Yes. Israel is a Jewish country, both by religion and by race. Mm. I think it's great. I don't have any problem with it. Problem is, if we do it in the West, we're called racist. Have an identity. So faith, we're Judeo-Christian. Family, we're European. And three, freedom. And this is my problem now with all these military scumbags. I don't, I'm not into the military anymore. How many times, the American people, do you see these military special operations guys say, man, there I was in Afghanistan, I was killing the Taliban. Yeah, man, that was in Iraq, and I was just slaughtering these Iraq. Yeah, okay, well, why were you doing that? Defending freedom, buddy. I'm defending your freedom. Well, asshole, my first video on YouTube was censored. Like, we're losing our freedom in America. Can, can you can you try fighting for our freedom in America first? Or maybe defend our southern border first? Yep. But I, I'm really, yeah, it's, it's all these military guys out there. I come from a military background. goes back to the Civil War. I mean, I'm very proud I graduated West Point. But our military's changed now. We're all about, yeah, man, we got to go to China. We got to go to Ukraine. We got to go to Israel. We got they, They're always about killing people in foreign lands yeah. and fighting for freedom. And, and, and it's our tax money, too. Don't fool yourself, people. Yep. The military is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Your tax money has to pay for all this. Well, why can't we first focus on freedom in America? And I'm telling you, our freedom of speech is gone. Yep. Like I said, the comments that I made with these FBI informants, 20 years ago, there's no case. No way. There's no, there's there's zero possibility. Now, I don't know. I don't know now with hate speech or what we're losing freedom of speech in America. Yep. And when you lose freedom of speech, it's over. So we first have to say is this is we have to stop being communist in America and we cannot be afraid to be called racist, misogynist, whatever it is to say this is America. We are faith family, freedom, Judeo-Christian, European, we value uh, uh, freedom. And that's another thing, too, like I said, you got to watch, you got to watch episode two, Boeing, because it has a, a deal with, with feminism, but this feminism is destroying us. And I tell people this, people ask me, 
David, what do you think is the marker, though, that America is doing bad? Because a lot of people might say, David, I disagree with you. Trust me, there's a lot of people, morons. They have no clue about leadership. This is my, I, I've studied leadership my whole life, and they'll always say, David, I disagree with you. I think America's doing great. You're just being negative. We're doing great. We're doing, okay. You, okay, you moron. Let's talk about this. There's a great leadership phrase. When men do not want to become soldiers, and when women do not want to become mothers, mm-hmm. the society collapses. Welcome to America. Let's talk about this. And here's my point about why America, we're done for. I grew up in America where my father and uncle were Vietnam vets. They never got drafted. They volunteered, and they made it known. They volunteered for Vietnam, just like all my family members. I grew up that we sometimes we had next-door neighbors that dodged the Vietnam War draft. And I called them cowards. They, you know, they went to Canada, they came back. I said, you're a coward. Yep. Now, my father even said, he's like, the Vietnam War was bullshit. Looking back, it was retarded. And I said, I said, Dad, then why did you do it? He's like, David, you got to understand leadership. <clears throat> we cannot live in a country where men, when the country calls them up and says, we have to go to war, we can't have a country where the men say, you know something, I'm not going to fight in that war, maybe that war. Okay, I'll fight in that war, but maybe not. We can't have that. When a country calls you up, you have to have good faith that the government is loyal to you, and whatever war they're sending you to fight is for is for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, Vietnam, it wasn't. It was it was horseshit. But at the time, my father's like, I, I I'm a patriot. I believe in the government, and I had to do what I had to do. Now, and again, I grew up. If you dodged. The, the Vietnam, you're a coward, you're unpatriotic, and get the hell out of this country. I graduated West Point. I served my country. Now, if the draft happened now, and they said American men, which we don't even know what a man is now. I don't even know how they could do it now. You know, men identifying as women, feminism, who knows? Now, if they did it, and I saw an American man say, David, what do you think? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dodge this draft. I'm not going to do it. Not only would I say that a smart guy, I'd say his morality is A-OK. Because when you have a disloyal government, there's no reason for you to be loyal to the government. So here's my uh, hypothesis again to everyone that says, no, David, I think the country's doing great. You're just too negative. To all the American men out there or citizens, you ask yourself, if we needed to call up a draft tomorrow, like we did in Vietnam, like we did in World War II, probably the greatest generation of Americans, World War II vets. But if we had to call up a draft now, do you think it would happen? I say no way. No. No way in hell. And if you cannot muster American men to fight and die for this country, which I say don't do it. Don't do it for this disloyal country. You don't have a country anymore, people. You don't. And I'm telling the American people, you wait. It's going to get worse. I believe that America is the Roman Empire. And if we all remember the Roman Empire, they fell from within. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be economic. I've studied a lot about this U.S. dollar. If you think this economy, and this is Trump, I, I critique Trump all the time because I, he's the best president of my entire life. But when Trump was president four years, oh, he printed, he printed, he printed, just like the other people. And this printing and print, the U.S. dollar eventually will no longer be the world's reserve currency. And I'm telling you, there's a phrase, nine meals away from a revolution, you start waiting until I believe we're going to hit an economic crash like like we haven't seen since the Great Depression. But you watch. It's to the point. We all know it now. I even told my friend when I left America, he's like, why are you leaving? I said, America, we've lost our ethos. 
He's like, what do you mean? I said, America, it's all about make money and have fun. That is not a good long-term strategy in America. This is the corporation. Uh-huh. Money, money, money. It's all, we know it. That's why our corporations love China. Corporations, they'll do business with North Korea if they could. It's all about money. We don't have loyalty. We know it. The corporations aren't loyal to us. We're not loyal to them. The government, we're losing it. We don't have any trust. Look at me, a West Point grad. My government has betrayed me. It's betrayed you. They are scumbag. These are some powerful statements I never thought I would be saying. Once this thing happens where the gravy train, the money train, starts drying up, it's going to get kinetic. It is going to get violent. This is what I think is going to happen if Trump gets reelected, and I hope he does. I best pray. again. That's well, the, the, the key. Let, let, yeah. let me let me pause this. We're going to take our first caller here in just a minute, guys. So don't hang up. We got four people on the line. Do you think it's possible? I mean, okay. Well, first of all, uh, obviously the 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 Federal Reserve banking system that we have, fiat currency. It's a mess, okay, and it's part of the reason why we are in the financial state that we that we find ourselves. Uh, do you think it's possible to rehabilitate the current system without completely allowing it to destroy itself? Because uh, although the idea of the U.S. dollar no longer being the world reserve currency is scary, it will bring economic crisis. Can we even fix it? To make sure that we continue on, because it seems that the only way for by my estimation to get out of it is to collapse what we have currently. Then we'd have to have a revaluation. We'd have to have a dollar that we'd be pegged to some store of actual value. Uh, and then from that point, we can begin to rebuild. But would you agree or disagree with that? Partly. And, and, and so first is before the negative pause, remember. America, we created the best country on earth through violence. So even though I'm predicting bad stuff, it's like the phoenix rising from the fire. Yes. Sometimes to create something better. So maybe in the short run, sure, I'm negative, but war, it's hard. Once you start studying leadership, what's good or bad? Everything is sometimes neutral. So I believe it's going to have to get worse before it gets better. Okay. This is what I think. I think at the federal level, it's over. It's over. It's going to be over. I, in fact, I believe the new frontier of politics is going to be state politics, and this is going to include currency. Mm. People are going to start realizing. Now, be very careful, people. I learned this when I was in the FBI, brainwashed, and now it's 180-degree reverse. We would be looking at countries like North Korea, Iran, China, Russia, and we would say this a lot, or I would be taught this a lot in the briefings. And I remember this phrase, the regime, doesn't matter if it's North Korea, China, they always said the regime. Mm-hmm. The regime will stop at nothing for its survival. That's it. <laughs> and it sounded evil, and you're like, and like, yeah, these North Korea, they'll do anything for their survival. Sure. you got to remember America. Part of America's success is we just got lucky. We got two oceans. We got friendly Canada. Mexico is not that much of a threat. And we just got lucky that we're, it's not like Israel. You know, there was a time I was going to actually live in Israel. Israel's different. You know, Israel could be literally wiped off the map, you know, in a couple of days. So we got, we got lucky. So we're very safe. So we've never really felt in America, even Pearl Harbor and 9-11, they were attacks. But our country wasn't going to fall. Are you kidding me? You know, the size of America. So we've been attacked, but we have never even close have been to the point that maybe we're going to capitulate. Sure. What is my point? 
Remember the FBI? These regimes will, they will resort to any means for their survival. You are, notice the FBI now? You are going to start seeing the American government. It's going to get worse, people. Yeah. And when this starts getting worse, there's a, there's a, this happened to me when I was in the FBI. I went to a supervisor's office to talk to him. On his wall was a picture of the Constitution. And under it, he said, this is not our death warrant. And I went in there and I was, it was a different conversation, but I looked at the wall. You know, we all have this paraphernalia on the war, you know, sure. words, and I just couldn't help it. I said, Hey, well, I said, well, what is, what does this mean? Not our death warrant. Now this is from an FBI counter, counterterrorism supervisor's office. And he looked at me. He's like, David, he goes, I'm a proud American. Remember the bad guys are always good. You know, you know, they never, it's psychology one-on-one. No matter what happens, everyone is, you know, we're on the right side of history. So right, he's like, right. I'm a, pa-, he's like, he's like, I'm a patriot. I love this country. But he goes, when it comes to national security, that constitution, it's nothing more than a guideline. He goes, we'll do our best to abide by it, but I'm not going to see my country go down the tubes because of this document. And I'm telling you, American people, it's going to happen. People have no, it's like, I'll even tell you what happened to me with the spy. I haven't told you what's happened to me. The FBI destroyed my life. But I'm telling the American people, when this country starts going down, you are going to start seeing this United States government resort to tyrannical means that you'll never believe. You're like, I, I thought this is America. Well, why are they doing this? Because look at our history. We've never had that, except, you know, the Civil War. That's about the only thing. We, yeah. We've never really had a feeling where this country will be destroyed, where the federal government was like, we're in survival mode. Yeah. When our government starts feeling, you're going to see a pain you've never thought. And if you think this Constitution is going to save you, my advice is guns and ammo. You're going to need it. All right. Well, yeah, I think a lot of us would uh, would agree that uh, we're kind of I mean, we're on the cusp of that right now. I mean, certainly uh, Joe Biden talking about how we are the greatest threat to America. I'm sure you remember that speech that he gave in Philadelphia in front of a blood red backdrop with oh, yeah. Marines oh, yeah. flanking him. We're, we're, we're there. We're there. OK, let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. Uh, let me also say over on the Fox. Well, thank you very much to Sean Joe for dropping that cookie. Ohio Kimmy and Porpoiseful. Thank you to Casey for that phone. Sean Joe, thank you. Sean Joe also just gifted a bronze tier subscription. Thank you for that. Uh, and he didn't gifted another one. And then uh, Ab502, thank you very much for grabbing that. Thank you to Val Hall. Porpoiseful, thank you for the two cookies. Thank you to Sean Joe. And then thank you to Castle Drummer for those shades. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Yes, good evening, Zach. It's, uh, it's Andre. Andre, welcome to the program, buddy. Good to hear from you. Thank you, thank you. It's good to hear from you guys, too. Uh, David, I just wanted to tell you, thanks, first of all, for your time. That's super awesome. And thank you for your service. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, I mean, as Zach knows, I'm, like, in the military. So uh, I'm active duty. I work with, like, well, for the government. And mm-hmm. everything that you're saying, I don't know, it just, it resonates. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like on the FBI level or officer level or anything like that. But I see, I see exactly what you're describing, not only for the like three letter agencies and all that stuff, but I see it also kind of on a smaller scale too. Yeah. I, uh, did, did you want me to comment on that, Andre? I mean, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can. Sure. So I would say this, and don't fool yourself to the audience. I truly believe 
that law enforcement, their original persona, are the heroes of the community. Yeah. Again, I come from a law enforcement background. They've changed. They are now the bullies of the government, and they earned it. Oh, they earned that reputation. Now the now the military. Again, I'm the biggest accomplishment of my life is graduating West Point. I truly believe the old moniker of the military are they are the defenders of freedom. Mm-hmm. That was it. Now they are the mercenaries of the government. Now, a mercenary is not good. It's not bad. We'll talk about it, but they're mercenaries. They work for the government, meaning they serve the government. They don't serve the people anymore. Yes. And that's the difference. Today, that's what I'm saying to the American people. Trust me, Leadership 101, shaming people works. Remember, meet girls like, hey, I've had, you know, I've had sex with a hundred guys. Yeah. You're a whore. Goodbye. Shaming works. <laughs> I'm telling to the American people, I would say stop thanking the military for their service. They just don't serve us. They serve the government. So I was not betrayed by the American people. I was betrayed by my government. But to the, but to the, uh, military veterans, we have got to admit that when we go downrange for these wars, which also, by the way, we're taking away their tax money. They, uh, the military is expensive. You know, American citizens are having a tough time raising kids, putting food on the table. So we're taking their, their tax money away. We're also, we're also putting a target on their back. Trust me, overseas, I don't say I'm an American citizen. You start going around to these countries and say, like, like, do you think we could go to Iraq? Cause we liberated Iraq and say, hi, Iraqis, I'm an American citizen. I'm ready for the free food. You'll probably get shot. No. So we're, we're endangering <laughs> American citizens abroad. Number And three, we're really doing the bidding of the government, the military. I mean, President Eisenhower warned us on this. We just know it. So it's not that I'm anti-military, anti-law enforcement. We're always going to need soldiers. We're always going to need policemen. But we have changed. Our countries change. And again, at the end of the day, our military serves the government. We don't serve. My very first video was censored on YouTube. So to all the military, like, yeah, we're defending freedom. Why don't you start working on freedom in America, like freedom of speech? Like, so if we destroy China, then I'm going to be able to go on YouTube. Like, who's taking away my freedom of speech? Is it China? Is it Russia? So that that's Andre. You know, again, I say uh, appreciate you. Uh, thank you for your service. But to the American people, I would say, you know, David, go screw yourself. You served in the military. You didn't help us. And go. You know what I'd say? No complaints for me because I think the American people, they need to stop being brainwashed up. Back law enforcement, back the military, here's my tax money, here's my tax money. You've got to start changing that and say, no, military, we are tired of these foreign wars. You are not helping and serving us anymore. You're serving the military-industrial complex, and enough is enough. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and even, on, even like on a small scale, like Americans are waking up, which is really good. But what they need to do is educate themselves on what's actually going on. Because I feel like, yeah, even though a lot of people are waking up, at the end of the day, they're still they're still not really like privy to what you know what the government's doing. Uh, you know, there's complacency, like you said. It, once you get in a government position, it's really hard to get fired. Um, yeah. I mean, I can tell uh, you from experience. I've seen I've seen people, like you said, I've seen people just sit on their ass and do nothing for an entire four year enlistment and get off honorably, and it, it's ridiculous. It, it's honestly ridiculous. No, yeah, we, we say in the government, Uncle Sam turns into Uncle Sugar. Don't fool you. These <laughs> FBI, CIA agents, they're like, I'm doing this because of duty, honor, country. They're doing it because they got a nice gig. It's a nice gig. And you can never get fired. That, that's yeah. another thing. People ask me, they're like, did you get fired from the FBI? 
you know how hard it is to get fired. I mean, watch episode two in Boeing. I got shit canned from Boeing. I, I know what it's like to be fired. And that and that's really goes, Andre, that goes to a bigger picture. Like I said, sometimes I don't want to focus on the FBI, the bigger picture, and that is this. To the American people, I worked for the Boeing Corporation in China. What is the Boeing? The military industrial complex. 100%. They are 100% part of that. So ask yourself this. What is Boeing doing in China? This is the same corporation in Washington, D.C. Over 30% of their revenues come from you, the taxpayer. Whether you agree with it or not, you're paying for Boeing. So Boeing is in Washington, D.C., lobbying the politicians to force American taxpayer to buy more of their defense products because evil China. Then they're in Beijing, where I was, their headquarters, working directly with the Chinese government to make China stronger. That's an unf- That's a conflict of interest. Yes. Does anyone not wonder yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the, mo- this is the and- most retarded thing. That's what I'm saying. Watch my episode two in Rumble. That was the red pill. This is not going to work. This system is not going to last. A hundred percent. It's going to get worse. But I, t- I would tell the military veterans is this one leadership 101. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and, and face the facts. And the fact is this. The American people do not owe us a thank you anymore. They don't. This is not World War II veterans coming back. They don't. We ultimately serve the government. We don't serve the American people. And we're making their lives harder. We're increasing their tax money. We're putting them at danger overseas. And when this military continues to build, you don't think, especially, what's this, Congressman Tillman or something, man, this guy is evil, where he's talking about putting more foreigners in the military? Oh, yeah. This is what's going to happen. Less and less red-blooded American men like me and Andre, probably like you, we're not going to serve in the military anymore. I wouldn't. My kids, I would not. I, I'm telling you, I've changed. I'm the. I'm probably going to oh, be yeah, the last 100%. Generation. Yeah, I'm the last generation of my family that's probably going to serve in the military. That's a big deal. How the hell did that happen? Well, if I don't serve, who's going to serve? Oh, you want to put foreigners in? Yeah. To the American people, let's use common sense. If the order is given to turn the weapons and guns on American citizens and shoot, who is more likely to follow that order? Born and bred, red, white, and blue, American, faith, family, freedom. Or this fucking Jose, this 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 uh, foreigner, he doesn't care. He's probably a mercenary. He's like, hey, I'm just here to get a U.S. citizenship and make money. Whoever I got to shoot, you yeah. just tell me. Very yeah. dangerous people. Not good. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, Zach, I know uh, the other day on Altered State. By the way, uh, chat, if you guys haven't seen Altered State this week, you should. Because I, I know I had you covered the... Was it, I, I think, CATL, the company or whatever, that yes. was in uh, Camp Lejeune that was doing the batteries and all that stuff, yep. which was absolutely insane. And, and the thing is, like, no no one no one over there is, like, no one's talking about it. Everybody wants to stay quiet. That's, like, and you have to be careful now even to, to ask questions. I, I, like, stay in my own lane. I don't, like, whatever, just because, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want somebody to come after you know, my career, because I asked a valid question. Mm-hmm. So people like me are keeping their head down. They're staying quiet and they're, they're doing their, you know, four years and they're getting out because like, who can we trust? You know what I mean? At this point, who can we trust? Yeah. I don't know if I can yeah. trust, you know, I don't know who I can trust. I don't want to stay in. Here's the problem. So it's like anything. You go to the leadership. So who runs the military, the officer corps, and who's at the creme de la creme West Point? So my West Point classmates now are probably going to start making brigadier general very soon. If I had to give one adjective to describe the military officer corps, weak, weak. 
And here, and don't fool yourself, the American people. These officers will tell you how they're all about courage under fire. I'm telling you, when it comes to their career, they will step on anyone. Why? Here's why. It's very simple. I've seen it. I got good West Point classmates. Nice guys. Pussies. A lot of them are pussies. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll do whatever they got to do for their careers, though. Again, we have to, we have to have the courage to say it's possible to be a nice person, like a nice dude, like a next door neighbor. But if they are weak, Trust me, they will sell you out. They'll sell this country out. They'll, they'll, they'll send your kids to an oven. So again, it's different to be a weak person who's a normal person, but weak people in positions of power, that's corruption. That's how corruption starts. So back to the military, it's, it's very simple. And that is these officers right now are to the point that their careers, it, it's not to the, it's, it's to the point if you want to get promoted, and this is probably everywhere in the government, it's basically yes, sir, yes, men. They're basically yes, men. Yes. And here's the, here's the point. I believe, you know, Andre, you've been in the mill. Are you, what branch are you, Andre? Uh, I'm in the Marines. Okay. So maybe I was in the Army. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the same. What, what did they, what did they teach you? What is the backbone of the military? Did they tell you that? Like, what is the backbone? It's a, yeah, it's a particular so, I mean, person. At least for us. Yeah, so when we were we were in the um when we were in boot camp, they they tell us the backbone of the Marine Corps is uh, the NCO, you know, exactly. the corporal, okay. the, the sergeant. That's the backbone. Okay, this is my point, and I'm going to explain it. So, if anyone knows, a non commissioned officer are the sergeants. Think of the sergeants. So, you got the officers who they joke we never earn our paycheck, which is fine. <laughs> then you got you know the privates who are enlisted, and then the NCOs. Probably you could say middle management, even though I don't like to use that term, middle management, but they right. are the backbone. Right of the military, the sergeant. Here's my point. What is a country? Economics and security. Economics, private sector, security, military. Common Sense 101. I work for Amazon in China. Amazon, well, that's a global corporation. Go back to America 100 years ago. There was more, there was more small business entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Now we're all working for the corporations. Here's my point, and I'll relate it. Just like the backbone of the military are the sergeants, what is the backbone of America? Small business entrepreneurs. And who's destroying them? The corporations. We're all going to be working for Amazon. Watch video three on Rumble of my video of Amazon. Corrupt. Corrupt company. So here's my point. Not only has the civilian world become corporatized, the military has become corporatized. It's become corporate. We Absolutely. see it. It's so, and, and we see it. And so think of a corporate man. So this is my point now to America. When you're looking for leaders, this relates a little to Donald Trump. If you're looking for leaders now, let's look at the civilian world. Because civilian world, we want businessmen. And that's what I say. When it comes to leadership, it's all about securing the economic. You want military men and you want businessmen. Those are the guys. We got too many lawyers as politicians. No. Lawyers suck. We, it is too many lawyers in America. These people don't know anything about leadership. A country is all about economics and security. Who knows economics? Businessmen. Who knows security? Military men. We need these two men. Here's the problem. It's beyond corporatized. Here's my point. Now, if some guy says, okay, I'm a businessman. I'm the CEO for McDonald's. I'm the CEO for Coca-Cola. They suck. Get them out. They're corporatized. You're better off saying, hi, my name's John. I run a, I run a business, 100 people, 1,000 people. Private, a private entrepreneur. I'd probably say that's the guy. Same thing in the military. Hi, my name's General So-and-so. They suck. I think the generals suck. They're corporatized. Mm-hmm. You probably need to get like some special operations NCO. That's what's happening. When things become corporatized, you become more of a widget. 
And the guys who get promoted, just like in a corporation, just like the military, these aren't the go-getters. These aren't the guys who are like, man, I'll put my career on the line. if that. No, they're yes, sir. So my West Point classmates that are going to get promoted, nice guys, smart guys, pussies. This is what they are. And they, and they went because you'll find that a lot of the guys like me that at church, once our five-year commitment was on, we got out. Because the military... And because don't fool yourself, not everyone in the military is like some front line, like I'm putting my, and once you're an officer, once you're like field grade or above, you're not going to die. What what, what, what do you think? A major, a lieutenant colonel or general, these guys are on the front line. It's over. They become corporatized and now it's all about their career and they've gotten promoted because they said, yes, sir. Not because they did the right thing. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to change this topic, but, you know, remember this guy, uh, Pat Tillman with the Army Rangers, yes. what yeah. he did? I mean, what an amazing story. Yeah. And these were, I knew some of these West Point officers. What should they have done? You just tell the truth. Fratricide is fratricide. But what do they do? They, they, it's like a corporation, just like corp, uh, Coca-Cola. We have, you know, our public relations department. Okay. How can we spin this story? Yep. That's what they do in the military. So what, what I've said people is, if you think this system is going to get corrected, because they, let, let me let me bust everyone's bubble on Donald Trump. This is what's going to happen. Again, best president of my entire lifetime. How can I give a guy a better compliment than that? This is what's going to happen. One, well, remember how I said the country's going down because we can't really form a draft anymore? Have you ever heard this? I don't even know if we're going to get through the next election. Do you ever remember saying that? In my entire lifetime, I have never said that in my entire lifetime. Most elections, even even when you argued with your with your friends like 20, 30 years ago, he's a Democrat, you're a Republican. Who cares? A little bit debating here and there. Notice it's changed. The, we're not yeah. sure if the election is going to go through next year. When the hell did that? I've never heard that before. So I know it sounds cliche, but I actually believe it. You know how they always say the next election will be the most important election in your lifetime. <laughs> I actually do believe it. Though. Yeah, yeah, well, one hundred percent. So, let, David, David, let me posit something to you because for I, okay, so obviously during Donald Trump's first term in office, uh, he, he under immense pressure and pushback from the bureaucratic the uh, the bureaucratic deep state currently yeah. that's operating inside the the United States government, you know. Despite everything that they did to stop him, he, he was able to do some pretty incredible things and, and, and set things up for the next next term in office. But obviously, that was what was holding him back. That was what was holding our country back from evolving uh, or, or realigning itself, I guess, is a better way to put it. So during the last three years, Donald Trump's, you know, outside of like, you know, continuing the rallies and continuing to make a case for, uh, you know, why we need him back in office. Uh, I, the, the, the majority of the energy has been spent on determining exactly who needs to be fired as soon as he comes back into office and exactly who he's going to replace them with. So. Uh, from my perspective, I think there is a, a distinct possibility, and I think it's highly likely, that he comes back into office, given that everything happens the way it needs to, and immediately just slices half of the federal government away, fires these people, and brings in those people from the private sector that he's already vetted and that he knows are going to be there in the right positions to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Do you think, given those parameters, that despite whatever turmoil we need to go through, that it's going to be okay, uh, that that we're going to be okay. able to pull I'll, this off? 
I'll unwrap it. First of okay. all, I think Donald Trump truly from elite, he's an ubermensch. Everyone knows that he's uber. He's truly a once-in-a-lifetime leader. And don't fool yourself. During the Revolutionary War, our founding fathers were not commoners. They were part of the elite society. Some people look at Donald Trump. He's a billionaire. We need elites. We do. He's an elite. Yeah. It is what it is. Just like our, I believe he's just not like the normal man, and that's a compliment. Because if he wasn't, yeah. he'd be cru- he'd be crushed long ago, yep. crushed long ago. So I'm amazed he's still going. He's done a great job. This is my prediction. Very simple. We're going to assume we're going to get through the next election, and he gets elected. And and I and I tell everyone support Donald Trump, best guy I've ever seen. This is what's going to happen. One. He will, without a doubt, be a better second-term president than a first-term, which is the normal case, but I think even more. I think when he first went, because, again, he's made history. You know how we always like to say first black, first woman? Yeah. He's made history. He is the first person who's ever been elected president who's never been a former politician or a former military. Correct. So he's truly, so his first term, he was probably like, hi, I'm General So-and-so, West Pointer. I know about the military. Hi, I'm FBI. So he probably believed these people. And then later he realized, God, I should have fired all these idiots. So he's going to come in now knowing I need to start shit-canning people fast. So he's going to come in with more experience, more confidence, and he is going to do a much better job than he did first term. So that's the positive. Here's the bad news to the people. This is how it's going to be. Three scenarios. Scenario one, he's going to do a great job. After four years, these corporations who are, who are holding the string, he's going to leave, and it's going to be right back. The corporations own us. I don't think we, people realize how strong these corporations are. So that's scenario one. He goes in. He does a great job. But after four years, he's out, and the corporations take charge again. America just, you know, we, we, had, we had a good bump with him, but now we're back down. That's scenario number one. That's what I think will probably happen. Number two, leadership 101. If there's two types of men that are dangerous, the young and the old. The young, they're young, dumb, full of cum. They don't care. They're, 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 you know, they're kamikaze killers. The old, like Donald Trump, he's had his name brand. He's got his kids. He has his legacies. You get older, you got another more. Where he might say, listen, to the American people, I told you I'm going to change this system, and I mean it, and he's going to change it. If he goes that path, two things are going to happen. He's going to end up like John F. Kennedy. He'll be taken out. Or two, we're going to be on a civil war. Because we're going to do a civil war either way. Whether he leads us into a civil war or it's upright, that's it. So it's going to be one, two, three. Either he's going to be president, he's going to do a real good job, but he's going to leave after four years and you're going to realize the corporations are really back in charge. And it was kind of an illusion. Number one. Two, he's going to say, fuck it. I don't care. If I die, I die. I said, I'm going to change this. I've made my millions. My kids are happy. I don't care anymore. I'm going for broke. They will take him out or guess how we're going to fix this? Just like our revolutionary forefathers. It's going to go violence. You're going to see it. I mean, you, you got to remember, I'm from the government. And what is the government all about? Do you think the FBI is going around to J6 or saying, can we talk about this? Can we can no. we see if we could change no. your behavior? They're coming in with guns. And they're yeah. going to say, listen, you're going to jail now. That's on the military. So our government, they operate under the pretense of violence. So if you think you're going to change this nonviolently, if our American forefathers were here right now and we said, hey, what advice do you have? They would say, well, we'll tell you how we solve this problem. Right. Remember, right. never forget, never forget. Yeah. If you're going to say America is the best country on earth, never forget how it was formed. And when I was a cadet at West Point, every day walking by, I remember this, walking by General Washington's statue, I always remember, if he would have lost, he would have been hung as a traitor. He won, and he's a hero. 
but they did illegal activity. They were considered traitors by, by, by the, they did illegal activity and they did violence activity. Welcome to America. It's in our DNA. We, the blood of the revolutionaries runs through our veins. It's coming back. I'm going to tell you the story. What happened to me in the FBI? What happened? It is un-American. It's coming to the point you don't fuck with men like this. It's getting to the point that American men, those who still have it, you don't do this anymore. Violence is coming. But I, I say again, I still don't believe our country is going to change for the better politically through voting. I, I don't see it at all. But like I said, no, I've been I've been gone since 2010. How's America going? Remember, I've had these conversations, and when I left, people thought I was crazy. Now people are starting to wonder, wait a minute, I'm getting worried. It's going to get worse. All right, so Andre, I want to get your thoughts on that, then we got to go on to the next caller. Go ahead. Absolutely, yeah. Sorry, ran a little bit long, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I don't think voting is necessarily going to change anything, just like you said, David. America's at a breaking point. That's just a fact of the matter. Uh, It it was always going to get this way in the direction that it's heading. And, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, people don't need to lose their lives. But, you know, just to have the amount of America that's been red-pilled right now, people lost their lives. I mean, look at Kabul. Just like you said, yes, men. I mean, you had Marines talking to their battalion commander who said he didn't know whether they could shoot or not. He didn't know whether they could stop a terrorist. And it's it's things like that that, and Jack, you talk about this a lot, that's going to bring the American people to be galvanized together and to rise up, whether that be protesting, God forbid, a war, because I don't, I don't think we need that, especially in the, you know, the time or where we're at right now. But I think, I think people are, or conservatives are thinking to themselves, if that's what it takes to bring this country back to its roots, back to its glory, then that's what's going to happen. So that's All right. pretty much it. But, well, uh, thank you guys for your time. Thank you very much, uh, David. Merry Christmas, Zach. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Merry Christmas. Always a pleasure, Thank you Andre. Very much. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Next caller coming in. I think this is KC. KC, is that you? It is. Happy Friday, guys. Uh, Dave, uh, welcome to the show. And I'm going to probably just start out with some commentary, but I'm going to have a, a, a lightning round at the end where the shortest answer is the best because I've got somebody behind me, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We got three people. Yeah. Well. Go ahead. And, uh, well, Dave, I want to thank you for your service with the FBI when it was the FBI. Exactly. Uh, now it's I, because, I, because of, I, I, I you're absolutely right. Okay. I, I actually got along very good with the older FBI agents, the Vietnam vets. I actually got along with them good. Well, and it was the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, as opposed to what Loretta Lynch said, it's the Federal Bureaus of Matters. Um, anytime you describe uh, an investigation as a matter, now you better start changing your logos and all your business cards because that was the, the last institution that Obama could corrupt and weaponize. Uh, it started out, obviously, with uh, Lyndon Johnson and the, uh, the military-industrial complex. Uh, I was so scared for us with, uh, with, with not necessarily Carter, but with Clinton for sure, because I've been to 41 countries. I've been to most of the places in China you've been at or are at. Uh, I, I just thought from the sense of when Clinton got elected, I, I'd go back to Hong Kong because they were going to be a freer country after he sold, you know, uh, satellite weaponry and all that stuff to the Chinese. I knew, you know, our government isn't working for us unless we're all going to be one world nation. And it's just, 
it, it didn't make any sense. And Trump was obviously a revolutionary leader because I think this country, and you, you said with your father in Vietnam, we've been demoralized because it's, it's a mass hysteria tool that they use to control. Once the president of the United States is assassinated, and we all know now that the intelligence agencies had to have been involved. It's, it's impossible to believe that they weren't. So that depresses the people. If the president isn't safe, none of them are safe. Then you have the other assassinations through the 60s. Then you have the uh, amorphosis of the, uh, the intelligence agencies like, you know, ATF. Uh, you know, at Ruby Ridge and Waco, and you really have the government going up against the people, whether they're right or wrong, and the weaponization through lawfare, uh, you know, Zach talked about the uh, uh, Whitmer case. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you know anything, and if you were in the FBI during the time that Chris Christie made his bones, and you know how he made his bones with the terrorism case. It was an absolute setup of an idiot terrorist. Granted, he knew an arms dealer, but that was such a case of entrapment that they, they had to justify their job by doing that as opposed to preventing like uh, Nicholas Cruz with the Sandy Hook shooting. You know, they had him on the radar, but they waited for obvious reasons. I mean, they keep bringing up school shootings. Well, more kids were killed at Waco than there were in any school shooting. So whether it's Sandy Hook, whether it's anything, the, 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 the country, the intelligence agencies have to pull out that hysteria and make you scared. So you're the ones that come to Ruby Ridge. You can't even be left alone to do what you have to. So I'd like to get your comments on how much research you did about the FBI and what made you kind of turn to say, wow, if my FBI is able to do this, maybe I shouldn't be here. And how much can I learn from that? And then I'll get to the quick lightning questions. Yeah. Um, it's very similar when I left, uh, the, the military. So don't go, I won't go into in depth, but I've been to many type of psychological eval evaluations when I was in the intelligence community. One of the things they said that I'm supposedly off the charts is my ability to conceptualize. And the point is I'm able to see very quickly what's happening. The same reason I left the military, I, I, I predicted it's the military, again, how's their performance? The FBI, it was literally about a year, a year I was in the FBI. I said, this is all bullshit. It's just not, I mean, there, there's many issues, but it's the same reason why I said in 2005, we're going to civil war. I don't know. Remember, leadership is all about people. So if you're asking me economic questions, that's not my, uh, my strength. It's about people. You lead people. You don't lead things. So when I conceptualize things, I look at people. Here's a great example. When someone says, we're, this is the best company on earth. We're, we're the best, uh, company, the best. Well, let me see the people. You know, you have to have the best people to make the best company. So you have to, and, and have we not changed demographics in America? Everything we've changed. So mm -hmm. I look at people and I conceptualize very quick, but the FBI, it, it was a fucking joke. I, again, here, here's what I'm telling you. If you can shit can 50% of people tomorrow, you can, then they're not really that important. Mm -hmm. You know, it's literally 50% of the people. Pack your shit, you're fired. It's not that important. <laughs> Same thing in the military. Yeah. But I, I'm saying that with America. We're, we're going to civil war. I know we want to avoid violence as much as we can, but 
The government likes violence. It's it's going to happen. You're going to see. We're going to we're going to get kinetic in America. Yeah, and I, I just have to push back. It's nothing personal, obviously. Sure. If you're underpaying, you know, if you're underpaying, you know, these FBI people living in the Washington area, very high price list. Yeah, you, you're leading to them being bribed, corrupted, blackmailed. Lisa Page and you know Peter yep. Strzok, perfect example. Um, so I do, do think you have to pay them. And I'm less cynical on the military in the sense of I think we we need and we'll get the best benefits from military welfare as opposed to society welfare. I mean, you know, great uh, economists have said you can either have open borders and no welfare, but you can't have, you know, uh, welfare and open borders. I well, think it was, well, uh, uh, watch this. I'm going to. I'm going to ask you this question because the government's similar to the corporations. They always want to expand. They want to. Can you name in the last 50 years any government department that's decreased? So the problem is, you know, the FBI, the CIA, the military, they will continue to expand. They want more tax money, you know, more legal powers. It's similar to corporate. This beast is going to keep growing. So you got to ask yourself, well, when does it stop? Yeah. Well, the Secretary of War was incorporated into obviously the defense department, but I don't, I can't think of a, a cabinet position that's been eliminated yet, but, uh, it should be secretary of education, obviously. Um, but also now if we can get into these questions, you, you mentioned one point, you mentioned how they're, you know, bring a lot of, you know, uh, politicians and or the, the, the industrial complex. Uh, do you know of any, secret societies among the military if they're in like the fbi recruiting a lot of yale kids from you know skull and bones whatever yeah because i've always had this you know inclination that secret societies are really the ones pulling the strings it's the trillionaires <laughs> telling the billionaires what to do well i do know statistics wise and i'm very familiar with the whole commissioning sources rotc different ones ivy leagues but the first officers to leave the military once their commitment done are the Army ROTC guys from Ivy League schools. Yale. I think Harvard doesn't have ROTC, so they got to go to MIT like something. But anyway, the Ivy League uh, officers leave. Why? The military's a rough life. They're Ivy League, and they go, you know, civilian world. Right after that are actually the West Pointers. We we actually, uh, those who stay in do very well, but most of us, we leave. So it's it's hard to look. But in the military, I would say the biggest click would be the academy grads. You've got to understand you know, to become an officer, you go through OCS, you do ROTC, or you go to the academy. So the West Point, which is the creme de la creme of really leadership in the entire military, you've got, if you want, if you want to get the pulse of the military, go to West Point, the West Point officer. Right. Cause that's going to, that's going to lead Peter, the military. It's a Peter system. Absolutely. Yeah, it, but absolutely. then again, you have to think about who's controlling them and what's their inbred status and sense of family legacy and all that. Uh, Quickly on Pompeo, he seemed like he was a bleeder agent between CIA. So he's obviously not a white hat moving forward. I don't like Pompeo at all. I, again, I can't say it's a big statement. There could be things I don't know. But from what I know about him, from me, I'm going to say leadership number one. Pompeo was basically a nobody. Don't worry, I'm a nobody. He was a nobody. Donald Trump gave him a golden ticket to be a somebody. He became a somebody through Donald Trump. Then he ran against Donald Trump, which shows disloyalty. That's not a good leadership trait that you want. His campaign flounders. It sucked. He failed. He's a loser. And I don't like how he talks about China. Watch this. Not like I'm defending China. But he constantly likes to say, 
Chinese government bad, Chinese people good. News to people, oh. the Chinese people and the Chinese government, 90, 80% same thing. Now, I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying it's bad. They're about the same thing. But Pompeo, stop worrying about China so much and worry about America. We're always constantly worried about other countries. America's falling down. I, I don't like the guy too much. And I don't know how much you're plugged into the latest intel, this, that, or whatever. Uh, quickly, uh, do you know anything about uh, who destroyed the Georgia Guidestone? No, I, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't know that. Look, look it up. It's an interesting story. If you haven't heard about it. Uh, also, uh, the, the whole COG, continuance of government, whether it's John on Badlands or even Derek Johnson, you're being military, you know all the codes and laws and everything. Any application that's credible or do you not know about those? In terms of well, there's, the, uh, continuation there's a, of government? There's or? a theory of uh, devolution. The idea that when Trump left office, that he instituted a continuity of government program, which would safeguard the nation in such a way that the uh, the, the power structure had been uh, uh, dev- devolved down outside of the, uh, the office of the executive, uh, which would allow President Trump to maintain some sort of uh, leverage behind the scenes. But really, it would just mean that Joe Biden wasn't the one calling the shots at the top of the heap. Understood. Yeah. So I'm going to answer that very quickly. One, I do not know. Number two, though, what you're and I also I'm not a constitutional scholar, legal scholar. What you are going to see, though, in the future that relates to this, you are going to start seeing federal law and state law go hand in hand, go in battles. As we're trying to debate what are the legalities behind all these sort of concepts in the White House, the government, whatnot, you are going to see as the federal government turns more tyrannical, you are going to start seeing more state governors rise to levels where they are going to start pushing state law against federal law and the constitution is going to come up so a lot of these things meaning we're, we're losing legalities we, we don't really know even me i'm not a constitutional scholar so i don't know all the intricacies but we are losing the legality of law and it's going to come to a forefront and be uh contested also uh like christina blazy was she uh, a plant by the uh the fbi or just intelligence in general to uh create the narrative yeah, in fact, I'm not, I'm not even catching the name. I'm sorry. Oh, Christine Blasey Ford. She's the one who accused um, the current. Uh, he's Kavanaugh. now a, Kavanaugh. She accused Kavanaugh of, of rape back in college or yeah, something okay. like that. So yeah. here, here's what I'm going to say, and this is about the FBI. I worked foreign counterintelligence, and everyone thinks that's sexy, sexy, sexy. Do you want to know what's probably the most sexy thing to work in the FBI? And was hush, public corruption, these sort of things, because. You know, yes, what the Chinese are doing, Russians are doing, but who your own politicians in Washington, D.C., because they, they have more power and influence over, you know, and we're paying our tax money. But the FBI public corruption squad, the problem is, is we're people, new people, new political slant. So is the FBI, and so the FBI can decide, make a case, not make a case, who's doing what. But I'm telling you, the FBI public corruption squad, they probably have some of the most interesting stories of, Who's doing what? Who's not doing? Why aren't they investigating? Why not? Again, spying on foreign uh, adversaries is one thing. Knowing what our own politicians are doing against us, that's really the big oh, news. That's that's leverage right there. You know, I mean, I'm sure that has a lot to do with the decisions that are made in Washington, D.C. You know, Absolutely. who has who has blackmail on whom and how can you use that as leverage uh, gonna, to get what you uh, want? Uh, uh, 
I'm going to give the example of Jerry Hoover. Most people know Jerry Hoover was asked to run for president by um, uh, by Kennedy, Joe Joe Kennedy. Didn't matter. You can go Republican or Democrat, run for president, Hoover. You know what Hoover said? No, thanks. One, I got more uh, more power than the president. Yeah. Two, I'm part of deep state. I don't have to run. I could stay here. You know, I don't want to run for president. If I do, I only got four years and I got eight years. I- I'm here for life. I got more power than the president. I'm telling you, this is why the FBI, pound for pound, the most powerful agency, they'll know they have this information, public corruption. Absolutely. All right, Casey, we, we've only got f- five minutes left, and we've still got three people on the line, okay. buddy. I hate to cut you short. but And, and, and just a quick question here. Uh, the whole uh, Rod Rosenstein dirty tricks uh, squad at the FBI, how much did you know about that? The one, the one that killed Seth Rich. And uh, just quickly, do you laugh when you see the Lincoln Project? in their khakis and their uniforms at protests for the Lincoln Foundation and Charlottesville. Yeah, it was a joke. Again, I was in 2004 to 2007, so sometimes these names I don't know, but it's just turning into a joke. I saw the picture. Again, I I don't believe our best and the brightest are working in the government anymore. I I just, very simple with that. Yeah. All right, Casey. Military intelligence, oxymoron. Anyhow, (laughs) thanks so so much for the answers. Let's keep digging, though. All right, brother. All right, guys, have a blessed night. You too. We'll see you. All right. If you're not on the line yet, please don't call in. We've got three callers. I want to make sure we get to all of them. And caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Go ahead and mute your stream. Hi, mute the stream. Mute the stream. And uh, who, who do we have on the line? It's me. It's me, Colin. How you doing? Bro? Oh, Colin. Good to hear from you, buddy. Okay. Well, this should be right up your alley. Go ahead, Colin. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I appreciate uh, most of things except uh, that you talked about so awesome and thank you for speaking out and but let me ask you a question if there was a simple peaceful solution would you be interested in at least exploring it absolutely everyone would all right well i'm going to ask you to are you a believer yes I would ask you to pray about it first obviously and then and then actually look at it and put yourself since you can imagine things you will be able to see it, uh, I think, after a while. And, and, you know, even I review everything a thousand times. I'm sure you know about that, per, you know, per day at least. So what about the concept that, you know, the old thing about going back to fundamentals, right? Football, baseball, it doesn't matter. What is the thing that gets the job done in the end is the fundamentals. So what if we had a way of instituting the fundamentals, such as, Hey, you have an O to support the Constitution. Clearly, you can't support the Constitution if you don't know it. You can't support it if you don't understand it. And you sure as hell can't support it if you don't believe in it. So it's now on Article 6, of course, it says no religious test shall ever be required for any position of public trust or, or profit. So what's wrong with having a regular test, right, to know that they know the Constitution by heart, that they know mm-hmm. the principles upon which is founded, which is the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. Because once you know these, I, you know, it's just an idea. I'm asking you to kick it around, but I'm also going to give you, you know, it's taken oh. years to come, come to it. Um, because, and I practiced it and it, I tested it out and it's amazing when people know the law, not only the people, but when the people, the low life, the middle life, the, the, all the people in between, right? Whatever position mm-hmm. anyone wants to think of them, when they know the laws, all of a sudden people tend to stand up and walk right. And if they can't pay, here's the beauty. You want to get rid of 50% of them. How about 75 to 80 to 90%? Because 90% of them couldn't pass the test. 
And, 90, so, and, and God showed me this, 90% of the ones in the higher positions, even if they could pass it, they'll walk off and won't even try to take it because they're arrogance. And they know that no longer is it in a, um, a corrupt, friendly environment. Right now, it's a corrupt, friendly environment. In other words, the go-alongers to get-alongers are friendly to corruption. As you said, they're pussies, right? Well, what if you, what if you remove them and you, got the, you not only remove them, but you replace them with people who had that courage and were there for the right okay. reasons? You got it. Yeah, so let me let me respond. And again, my strength it comes from leadership. So I am not a constitutional expert. I'd be happy to be educated and learn about it. I come from leadership. So one of the points that you made, I've heard this before in America. Remember, I left America in 2010. It's kind of weird. Now I'm back in the mix. But I hear this a lot in America uh, from our politician that says, we don't care who you are as a person as long as you're the best, like competency. You know, whether getting into college, uh, getting a job, we don't care your gender, your race, your religion. As long as you're competent, you're in. That sounds a lot like a corporation. That sounds a lot like uh, uber capitalism. You can go with that well, route. Me, I, I'm well, not in that route, that. though. Okay. Yeah, let me address that real quick. What I'm talking about is, is that the people knowing the law, Okay, first of all, you got to know it or you're not going to enforce it. Okay, and I wanted to cover it's interesting you mentioned that was a perfect segue. I was going to mention about corporations because once you do know the law, it's really amazing. You know how simple it is to stop all this this corporate stuff that everyone, you know, ruling everybody. Uh, Let me see. They have a thing called a corporate charter. Now, if you go to Hale versus Hinkle, it says the following. A corporation is a creature of the state and presumed to be for the benefit of the public. It holds its corporate charter and can act as a corporation only so long as it acts within its charter and in accordance with the Constitution. Well, that seems to be like a pretty cut and dry thing. What's the problem? You pinged on it. The courts are so corrupted. Guess what I found out being in courts for the last 30 years, okay? None of them know the law, and they don't want to know the law. Well, if that if they all have that one thing in common, it seems to me by removing that one thing in hot common so that we now they we know they know the law. Now we have removed that one thing they have in common. Every single time you go to court, you bring something up in law, and they if they don't like it, they just ignore it. You see them getting it? Because they don't want to know it. So they've been ignoring it. Once you require them to know the law, and they know that under, for instance, just an example, 18 U.S.C. 241, right, that they could go to jail, or they could even be hung because they trespassed on somebody else's rights under color of law, whoa. Now there would be some consequences that it's because there are no consequences that we get into a civil war. It's because of corruption not being, uh, um, um, what, what you say, contained. Now, what I'm getting at is when the same way that cancer cannot survive in a non-acidic body, corruption mm-hmm. cannot survive in a non-corrupt, friendly environment. Sure. That's all I'm saying. So what I would say is this, if we could do it non-violent, let's go for it. There's there's a lot of legalities that we need to change. I write in my book, what is an American company anymore, what is not? We have to go through it. But, you know, when you have a company like BlackRock that has, what is it? Is it like a $100 trillion or is it $10 trillion, something like that? The amount of assets that these private equity firms have, it's a lot of power. They're not going to give up power. If you study human nature, rarely do people voluntarily give up power. It has to be taken from them. I just don't think it's going to be self-nine violently. be great if it does. Um, you know, I have my own feelings on it, but we'll see. I mean, th- this is the move. We're at the movie theater. Let's see how this thing ends. <laughs> Watch how it yeah, plays out. All, all right, Co- all Colin, 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 yeah. I, I, just, I just want you to wrap it up here, buddy, because we've got to get to well, these I, last callers. So well, go I, ahead. I was, yeah, 
I appreciate it. And by the way, uh, if anyone knows about being uh, censored, it's Red Pill. And also, <laughs> me, not to the same extent, but certainly uh, individually. But, um, yeah, I would just simply say, if you would consider the thought, um, you can go to crackingeggshells.com. Um, and I have my, my email, which is MCT okay. now at proton.me. But if you go there and check out and see, because, you know, when you test something out, you actually practice it and it works even better than you thought. It's, it, it'll make you a believer. So in your imagination, you know, which I know you can do, go ahead and imagine what would happen if these people who could not pass the test were gone and the mm-hmm. evil were like, Hey, this is not going to work. And they're gone. And now you have honorable people who want to make sure that the law is followed and they're in place. Just imagine in your mind what that would be like and, and see how this could be done. Anyway, blessings and blessings. Thank you. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next uh, caller, I- make sure you mute the stream. You're on the line. Can I get your name? Freya and boys, but my friends call me Freya. Freya, welcome to the program. You sound great. What's your question or comment for David? Thank you, Zach. David, man, wow, you got my head buzzing. <laughs> Especially when you start talking about veterans. Well, ay ay ay. Anyways, I heard a lot of good things from you tonight, and uh, you, you, uh, I, I didn't hear you mention anything about this fifth dimension warfare we're going through. This is this is really about a hearts and minds war we're going through right now in America, and we are already in a civil war. Yeah. Any comments? Oh, what? Yeah, so we're already there's there's three levels, but we're at a society, we're at a full-fledged civil war, civil war at society level. The next it will be at a country level. But in terms of the information, I say this all the time, this is what's going to happen in part of civil war. Who can you trust now? People probably don't trust me, don't trust the government, don't trust news, don't trust anything. This is what we're having. I probably say at the end of the day, trust God, mm-hmm. trust God, two, trust your family. If you don't have God, you don't have a family, go make one. And then if you don't have either one, trust the rifle in your hands, because that's what you're going to need. That's my basically thing on trust, because this is not going to work. No one trusts anyone. I don't trust the FBI. He doesn't trust this. I don't trust the military. You think we're going to have a functional society? Guess what? Get to God, get to your family, and get a rifle. That's how it's going to be. You know, get to know your sheriffs. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know yep. God. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. You know, uh, when I joined the military the second time, uh, I went to Iraq. I was 38 years old when I when I went to Iraq the first time, after being out for 13 years. And it wasn't for the dough or that necessarily it was to do service work. And uh, I think, you know, not thinking a veteran is. I don't think you really mean that. Not to think, but I think we should be able to tell veterans, hey, sorry, us people that aren't in the military dropped the ball and didn't do our due diligence to keep our society free and constitutional. Yeah, I would, and, and again, it's a very sensitive topic, and, and I would only have the courage to say this because I'm a veteran and I've been, and my family's been veterans, but picture a Gold Star family whose son died in Afghanistan, I mean, they, or, or soldiers yeah. who went downrange. It's, it's part of leadership. We all want to feel like there was a good cause, it was not done in vain, but I would say to look at the big picture is this, if something that was done that shouldn't have been done, which I agree, we shouldn't have went, 
then let's not necessarily focus on what we shouldn't have done because it takes away our honor, but maybe let's prevent it in the future. So hence a gold star family, which I could not imagine what they're going through, maybe prevent a future gold star family from that happening. to say, listen, my son died in Iraq and he died an honorable man and he died for good causes because it's difficult. But in the future, I don't want that to happen again because there's other young men in America. They have hopes, they have dreams, they have aspirations. And I'm telling you, the military can crush it. You go down range, you come back in a wheelchair. It's just not. We have to face the facts and just say, listen, there's a time where the military is called upon to go kill and destroy on behalf of the people. But really, we're working for the corporations. If not, then why can't we go to Iraq now and say, hey, I'm an American citizen. I liberated you. Where's my VIP ticket? Yeah, I'd, prob- I'd probably be shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't underestimate this country, though, and the people that, 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 have, that have immigrated here. My wife immigrated here from the Philippines. And uh, there's a lot of great pockets of people out there. And when things go bad, we know they're going to. I think you're going to see a new sprout of patriotism from all these different groups. Look what's happening. The Democrats have lost the black vote. They've lost the Hispanic vote. They, coming to their end of power. And so is the corporations. Look what's going on with Elon Musk and what he's trying to do with some of these major corporations and, and like BlackRock well, and stuff like yeah. that. And, and then let's talk about the money drying up. Well, what's going to happen to these corporations when uh, the country goes bankrupt? Everybody oh, goes bankrupt. <laughs> well, but, I, 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 I would sold $30 billion in stock the other day. What does that yeah. tell you? What I'm saying is this, this omelet is going to break. How it breaks, where it breaks, how bad it's going to break. This system is going to collapse. Again, I once I tell my full story, you'll see it just doesn't, this cannot happen. Because we're hearing these stories over and over, like Trump now being indicted. This is what happens in a third world country. This is getting worse and worse. This system is not going to last. How it changes, violently, non-violently, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot, that's up for debate. This system is not going to last, though. I like to keep a little hope and think that there is a plan, there's something being devolved behind the scenes, and that uh, when when the pops, we're not going to have to uh, necessarily take a lot of blood to get it right again. Yeah. But hey, David, thank you a lot for your courage. I have Thanks. one more question for you, David. Hey, yeah. what country are you living in now? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. You're you're in China. Nice. Honky Kong. Let's see what's, <laughs> right? what's the environment going on over there. Um, Hong Kong's different. I mean, feeling yeah, it's it's changed. I mean, I could go into another subject. Hong Kong's sort of like a Singapore or Dubai. It's an expat community. I could do a lot of stories. I study a lot about Hong Kong. It's different than mainland China, but it's still China. There's no doubt about it, you know, after the British handover. But it it has more Western amenities. We'll just say that. I got you. Hey, thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for having me, Zach. Absolutely, Fred. Good to hear from and, you, buddy. And, uh, Talk to John Harold and see if he can get me unblocked. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I haven't spoken to him since I saw you write that, but I'll talk to him Monday. All right. We'll see you, buddy. Peace. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Thank you. Uh, final caller of the night. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? 
Hey, Zach, it's Val Hall. Val, welcome to the program. Good to hear from you. Thank you. I I was waiting a long time, and I was hoping not to be the last, but you know what? I'm going to be the best last caller. There we go. And (laughs) first of all, I want to tell everybody on Foxhole that Zach Payne, Red Pill 78 show is probably the very best on Foxhole, and he gets the least amount of gold pills, <laughs> and, and he should be getting a hundred thousand every night. So oh, thank you people, so much. I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. And, and also, David, how wonderful uh, to hear everything that you said tonight. And I got a little black pill because uh, I'm like, oh my god, we're just gonna die, but. But but what I want to say to you, David, and Zach, is that something is missing in all of this, and that is what has happened to the American people over the decades that people are never talking about, and it's all the little weird chemicals they put in the food. Oh, yeah. uh, They put fluoride, which is the industrial waste of aluminum in our water, and on and on lately. I mean, we we don't even know if crickets are in our food right now, and the food's getting so weird. But the chemtrails, David, that they sprayed over us for the last decades have been so horrific changing our weather and weather modification programs and we can't even grow our crops i have a small farm and on summer solstice last year it was 98 degrees and my crops were doing great and they sprayed my sky and killed those crops it went below 32 that night and they all died like we're not talking about the television programming, the mind control, the frequencies. Sure, I, I can answer that simple. And this is this is the difference in, in non-Western countries and Western countries. At the end of the day, if our population decreases like it's been, we're not reproducing. Guess what? We're replaceable. We're living in a country that our politicians, they're scumbags, Republicans and Democrats, they want us to be energy independent, food independent, uh, you know, supply chain independent, which is all good. But the most important resource in a country, leadership 101, are the people. The people are the most important. Yet it is good. To be... Yeah. So the point being is we're replaceable. Where in other countries it's different. In fact, it's interesting. Israel is the only country in the Western world that their population is not decreasing. Why? Because the Israeli government cares about the Jewish people. They want them, even in China, as tyrannical as it is, the Chinese government, they're not going to accept immigrants. Not going to do it. They're not going to accept immigrants. China will remain Chinese. We, we're all replaceable. Just like a corporation, we're replaceable. Okay, so if you don't have, why were we replaceable? Say that again. Why are we why? replaceable? No, why, why did they decide the American people in a great country like this sure. were, were going to well, have to be replaceable? Because we work for the corporations. It's just like working for a corporation. Corporation will fire you tomorrow, hire the next cheap labor. We work for, we don't have a country, we have a corporation. Israel 
looks upon Israel as a Jewish state. I like it. I'm fine. It's got some Zionist issues we could talk later. But the point, same thing with the Chinese government. You could call them tyrannical, but China must have Chinese. No Chinese people, no China. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. They look at their people as part of the country. We're not. We don't, if we don't, they, we, we'll be replaced by hundreds of millions of foreigners. They don't care because the corporations, they look at foreigners as cheap labor, obedient labor. So when you say your health is not good, you're not having children, they don't care. They mean our masters are globalist corporations who our government works for. That's yeah, basically the yeah, reason. They, 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 they want to they wanna turn America into a third world nation, by my estimation, Val. And I think David's right. I mean, this is a, a corporatocracy more than anything else. And if they import all of these third world peoples, they de- and, and they inflate uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 cost of everything. People can't afford it. Uh, they they get paid less. The the, uh, the 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 class of people in the United States gets democratized with those third world nations, and uh, things just get worse. And, and at the end of the day, you know, they have turned us into this homogenized nation that is made up of people from all nations, and we're just far easier to control that way. Yeah, when I and and, uh, I want to go, go back to what I was saying. Go ahead. They poisoned us. Yeah, oh, they yeah. It's all about money. It's all about money. It's all the stuff, mind control, television frequencies. Like it, it seems like an unfair setup being an American citizen all my life that they just bombarded us where nope nobody talked about how we were getting like bombarded by chemicals and fluoride and all this stuff it just seems so unfair to me uh it is america yeah so again when when boeing terminated me they replaced me with a chinese national they they don't care let me let me put it to you very simple let's do a simple what is the difference between the western world and the non-western world in the non-western world the government has the power corrupt but they have the power in the Western world, the corporations have the power. Corrupt. That's that's uh, difference number one. Difference number two, in the non-Western world, they embrace nationalism. In the Western world, we embrace globalism. You cannot have a nation long-term where globalism is more important than nationalism. So to put honest to you is they don't care about you. It's just like you're working for a corporation. A corporation fires you and wants to hire a cheaper labor. It's looked upon. We are a corporation. You're not valuable here. It's just that... Whereas non-Western countries, racially, they are valuable. They can't. You cannot replace a Chinese person without a Chinese person. It's never going to happen okay, in China. Okay, David, I'm going to take you back. Because I used to be like Zach. We used to both be Democrats a long time ago. And we were Democrats that hated corporations. And we used to fight. And I'm 61 years old, Okay. We used to fight when we were Democrats against corporations. It's just so weird that the mind control, and I'm not a Democrat anymore. In fact, you know, I want Donald Trump to win the presidency. He's a nationalist. Uh, Yeah, that's why. Nationalism. He's a nationalist. Well, well, I'm a nationalist. It's all mine. But it's just so weird. And what I'm trying to bring home to you was all the poisoning they did in these ways that nobody's talking about. UN Agenda 21, the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, all of those things, the WEF. Do you know Klaus Schwab wants us to wash 
our pair of jeans only once a month now. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, so things are getting, like, freaky yeah, well, crazy. Yeah, what, what you're seeing is the economic model now cannot sustain itself, the growth model in the West. So they're trying to pivot toward more communism, eat bugs. You'll see it, too, in Europe. Like, if all of a sudden the Europeans, which are more liberal than Americans, if they said, you know something, we want meat, dairy, and eggs tomorrow, they couldn't afford it because they've been used to now eating tofu and vegan. So they're realizing this economic model, same thing with the dollar, where it's going to be, uh, you know, centralized bank currency, stuff like that. They're realizing this system's not going to work, so we're slowly pivoting. And through time, people will will generally follow the herd unless something happens, which I think will be. But this system will not contain itself. So there's there's two forces that are happening. The globalists are trying to change the system to keep it going. But then there's people that are that are fighting back that are realizing this is not going to work anymore. You could say revolutionaries. Something's going to happen. This system, there's going to be major cracks. There's got to be. I mean, yeah. we're God-loving people, and God doesn't want this to happen. We're not all supposed to die in a depopulation program. So what? Some rich people can all have George Jetson's life? Like, what the hell is going on? I, I don't yeah. even want to live in this world anymore. I'd rather be beamed up by Mr. Scott than <laughs> place where we're yeah. all having a nice life where we all work together and help each other and grow food and do things. I, I just can't stand it at age 61, and I fought. 20 years against fluoride and Agenda 21 and all these things. Like like nobody would believe I went up with the biggest in the world and fought in the world and put my life at risk. Well, and I can't believe after they just brought in a fake plague, COVID-19 or whatever, that we're going to shift to this, like, I mean, I could see us mar- marching into an oven right now. I I don't know what to tell you, but it doesn't look pretty to me. And I'm more prepped than anybody over here. <clears throat> like, but it, no, it makes I, me I, sick. Well, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And once it gets worse, you'll start understanding how the forces will go. Because through our diversity, there's so many factions, so many voices. But as the stress level comes up and the country starts going down, you're just like people united against Trump. This is what happens with catastrophe, where danger comes. People start uniting because the noise gets out. You're going to see it more and more. Yeah, Val, you know, David made a point. David made a point earlier in the show uh, about uh, America, the, the the phoenix rising from the ashes. I, I think he's right. You know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But, you know, I mean, the things you're talking about, quite honestly, uh, I think that if we if the inevitable collapse of some sort happens, uh, I can't honestly see a, a better way for people to just immediately get off of processed foods and chemicals being put in the water and spraying happening in the air uh, because those things are just not going to be able to sustain if society moves in a different direction. And I, but I, go ahead, David, what were you going to say? Also, also Val counterintelligence one Oh one. If you don't know who your enemy are, you'll never win the battle. We're still so divert. Remember China's the enemy. Russia's the enemy. We're sooner or later. The American Sooner or later, the American people. I'm not even people... sure they are the enemy. It seems no, no. like our own country is the no, that's and that's the David's point. One. That's that's David's point. You know, it's our own government that's the that's the enemy. It's our own government, the corporations, yeah. and that's that needs time where people are going to finally start realizing. 
who the enemy is. If they don't know who the enemy is, you'll never win the war. Yep, yep. Okay, I have to say something before, because I know I can't stay on forever. But there, there are even weirder things they're doing to us. They are doing sewer to tap. They are starting to give the American people sewer water in their tap. So we have infrastructure companies connecting us up to the sewer treatment plant to drink that water once it's cleaned. How sick is that? Mm-hmm. And, and just the smart meter on your house is messing with your brain and like all this stuff. It's like, it's so creepy. Like, who would want to be here? Like, get rid of your smart meter. Pay the extra money and, you know, it's just, it's very freaky. I mean, I stay on the Internet to be connected to all you guys, or otherwise I just shut it off and I just grow gardens and not even get information. I mean, like, how crazy does it have to get, David? It's going to get violent because, like I said, a lot of times we complain, we complain, we complain, but ask yourself, they don't need to change. You start pushing again, security and economics. Wait until the violence comes or the economic collapse comes. That's change. Otherwise, we hear all the time the Democrats and Republicans bickering, same ones, but sooner or later, Americans. I think there's a famous movie was Rambo, one of the Rambo movies. He was going to Burma, and the Christians ask him, or he asked the Christians, what are you going to change? And they and they said, we're going to change the nation. He's like, are you bringing guns? <laughs> they said, no. He's like, you ain't changing anything. <laughs> Welcome to leadership, human nature in America. Violence will start changing stuff. It's going to happen. People think, no way. You wait. You wait. It's going to happen. All right, Val. We're... Okay, let me ask you, <clears throat> Val, let me I... ask you David. How, how do we get them to stop spraying our skies with chemicals every day, changing our weather? How do we well, do that? It, yeah, so the the first thing is Tuesday. It's probably the government. Once the government collapses, meaning there's going to be a ripple on effect with everything. This system, when this system starts going down, it's going to include the you know the the chemtrails in the sky. This system is going to break apart. It's not going to keep going. When you have military veterans like me, I know you're right. I know you're right. It's not gonna, yeah, it's gonna break down. You're, you'll see it. You'll see. Sorry, it I've in already been in the fight twenty years, so. It, to me, I, 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 you know, I already been. I woke up thousands of people by myself, David and good. Zach. Good, good. But, but getting older after I gave up my life in my forties to fight, it just, as it seems to be getting worse. I'm like, really? Well, yeah. Um, again, yeah. we we can't. We can't fight an enemy that we can't see. You have to identify the problem before you can actually get to the point of solving it. And I just, uh, you know, all I can say, Val, is hold on, okay? Because 20 years is a long time, but there are people out there who have been fighting even longer than that. And uh, as I've said many times, what we're truly up against is an intergenerational battle. You know, this isn't something that just popped up in the last 30, 40 years. You know, this has been an ongoing plan that that they've been working at to weaken America, to to destroy her foundation, and eventually to replace us and, and move us into a, a globalist society. But 
I think that despite how difficult it may appear and, and how bad it looks at the outset, America is primed right now. The world is primed because so many more people see this agenda. It's open. It's out there. And we can't fight against it if we don't know it's there. But listen, I love you, Val. We've got to end it there because we need to close out the show. All and right. So thank you so much. Thank you for taking you. my call. And I'm glad I got to call in. And Absolutely. Love you guys All and right. everything you're doing. Thank you. Love you too. Appreciate you. Thank you for your kind words earlier. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, so final thank yous. I need to say thank you to Sean Joe over there on the foxhole at pill.net. Thank you to Nancy Lucky, who said Merry Christmas to you and Lisa and for all you do. Thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, Mikey White, thank you very much for that as well. And then Lorray said, you are the best. I hope I get a sticker sent to me. Lorray, I got your, uh, I got your letter. I have a sticker in that envelope and it's going to be coming to you probably tomorrow. So David, uh, thank you so much for doing the overtime. I appreciate it. And I'd like to say you're definitely welcome to come back in the future. I feel like we could talk for another four hours, but I always like to ask my guests at the end of the show, what would you really like for the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? Sure. I would say, as I predict and I stand, we're going to civil war and collapse. So the key is, what should you do? I would say this, leadership 101, form groups, form teams, form tribes. You don't have to leave America. You could stay in America, but it's happening. People are leaving blue states, going to red states. I would start trying to relocate and form groups of like-minded individuals. You decide what that is, whatever like-minded is, like-minded, because when trouble comes, you need to depend on teams. And so as much as the, the government, our country ties to separate us, it is time for us to take the initiative and come back in our groups. And no, don't be afraid of this, this word of populism, tribalism, identity. Remember, it's all bad. It's good. It's, it's for your protection. Mm-hmm. Start forming groups of like-minded people. You, your life may one day depend on it. All right. Amen. I absolutely agree. Okay. Uh, finally, tell everybody once more where they can find you, where they can find your work. Again, the book is linked directly in the description of this video. I know the mods have been passing it out, but where can they go to find your work? Sure. Thanks. I've already been censored on YouTube. So the two best places is Rumble and Twitter. Just look up my name, David Baumblood rumble and twitter and i appreciate your support okay excellent i'm gonna pass out these gold pills over here and then beyond that i'll be back tomorrow night at 9 p.m for another interview and i want to say one more time thank you david thank you to everybody out there in the audience appreciate you being here good luck god bless we'll see you tomorrow
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.